Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you to the folks at Racetech. Pulp 23 is the code to save. Call them, tell them, email, send smoke signals, whatever you got to do. Tell them you listen to Pulp. They'll give you a discount on some suspension work, get your oil changed, get some motor work done. The Team Solitaire guys run the motors. A lot of privateers running the suspension out there. Racetech.com, great website, too. Really super informative. Appreciate you guys uh, doing that and, uh, yeah, using them over the years. They've been great, and uh, they're almost like a institution in motocross companies. So thanks to those guys. As well, thank you to the folks at All Balls Racing, whether it's the Vertex Pistons, whether it's uh, Hot Rods, Hot Cams, Pivot Works. They've got stuff to rebuild your modern bike or your vintage bike. I've used their stuff for all of my vintage bikes. Works great. Really good prices, good product as well. Check out allballsracing.com for all of your needs. Go to your local dealer, of course, and ask for that. And uh, great product line. Great um, um, service for those guys as well. So, yeah, please check it out. Thanks to allballsracing.com, Racetech. All right, let's get on with the show, shall we? A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Tampa Supercross Review. Thanks for listening, man. Thank you to Fly Racing for all that they do for us. Head to toe, they'll have you covered. You saw the new LE Stealth stuff this weekend, right? Looked pretty sweet uh, out there with Max Anstey, Dino, and all the other Fly Riders. It's available now at your local dealer or motorsport.com, so please get that ordered up. And uh, it is the uh, light line of, of, of uh, Fly Racing gear. So uh, great goggles as well. Max Ancy running the goggles, getting them on a podium. Uh, Formula helmets, uh, FR5 boots. Fly Racing's got you covered head to toe. Please check out their line, check out their colors, check out their styles. Uh, I promise you there'll be something that you really like. So thank you to those guys. Renthal as well, the leading manufacturer of uh, sprockets, bars, grips, chains out there. Made over there in the UK. More championships than all the other brands combined. And uh, whether it's a 7 8 bar all the way to the Fat Bar 36, they have a bar bend and a bar size and a bar color that'll work for you. Their website is super informative. Um, it's got a dealer locator on there as well. So Renthal.com. You know Kawasaki, Red Bull, KTM, Honda. They're all using it, right? Um, good stuff. So thank you to the folks at uh, Renthal. Maxxis Tires as well, MXSTs, developed by Jeremy McGrath. And they got some new stuff coming out as well. Maxxis.com for more information. If you are um, in need of a light truck tire, trailer tire, bicycle tire, Maxxis.com has been supporting my show. Swap Moto stuff as well. Uh, so they're involved in the industry in the, some of the coolest stuff out there. So we appreciate that. So support Maxxis if you can. Uh, great pricing, great product line. Motorsport.com and Kobo Links we'll tell you about later, but uh, there's certainly lots to talk about when it comes to Tampa. So let's uh, get right into it with myself and uh, the Weege. <laughs> 
All right, people, like I said, let's get into Tampa Supercross and all that happened there. And a lot to talk about when it comes to this race for sure. And with me to discuss this on the line, my boss at RacerX Online, Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah, Super Bowl fever. Yeah, it's over. yeah. Game just ended. We're doing this for you. We we, we really are. Uh, we're yep. missing JT tonight. Missing JT. <laughs> Couldn't make it. Couldn't. Oh, make we're it. we're not going to be missing him soon. He's gonna. We, he will be heard from. He will be very upset. Very upset. Um. But uh. But it is eight thirty. It is eight thirty p.m. Mountain time, and uh, I mean, he cannot possibly stay up this late. It's eight thirty. It is so late. It's just a huge ask to stay up to eight thirty p.m. on a on a on a night. It's ten thirty where you are right now, <laughs> and you're just plugging away. I'm just uh, I'm just here for the listeners and the viewers and the fans. That's right, what I'm here right. for. Well, yes. listen, I got the pulp show tomorrow night. I, I got I got people coming over in the morning. We couldn't do it tomorrow morning, so it has to be done tonight. And I don't feel like eight thirty is a big ask, but that's our buddy. He, he's 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 maybe he's hammered though. Maybe you know. Well, yeah, I would if if he's at a Super Bowl party, that'd be fine, but. Uh, some of our negotiations earlier today, that wasn't the indication that it would be the that if he, he did not indicate the Super Bowl party hangover would be the problem. No, I think it's the bedtime. Is street bike racing on? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You uh, know, maybe that's what it is. He has set his life up around being able to Sunday morning street bike racing season. Yeah. To yeah. watch races in Europe that are seven hours ahead. Yeah. I think we've just solved it. Okay. Well, maybe. Yep. Uh, yep. Lots to get into when it comes to this race. And again, I want to thank the uh, sponsors of the show. Fly Racing, of course. Renthal, Maxis, Motorsport.com, Cobo Links, and um, uh, Onyx Maps, which we'll tell you about later. And uh, yeah, lots to get into this race. It was a little bit, Weege. Well, actually, let's just talk about this. You did Supercross TV this week. Oh, yeah. This is this is not really about the results. Let's no. No. You, you had 17 Stu, of these. We'll get to all yeah, that. Stu yeah. in the booth mm-hmm. and, and a pre-show and, mm-hmm. yeah, throwing it around during the night show. Like, th- this is big deal. Big news. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, 18 years is what it took. We even had a conference call on uh, Wednesday, and the original goal was just for James and I to be a pre-race show, and then we would hop in throughout the night. Um, with just like, hey, James, what's your thoughts on the heat races or what's your thoughts going into the mains? Um, but the overarching theme of the last couple of weeks, at least, has been Sexton versus Tomac, you know, the, the young guy trying to dethrone the current legend, right? And, you know, so in these conference calls, they kept queuing up Stu and RC talking about racing each other. And some of the fans have heard this because Carmichael was on Stu's Bubba's World podcast a couple of months ago telling these stories of what it was like to duel with each other. And eventually, uh, Jeff Banky, who's a big producer at NBC, just said, this is too good. Like, why would we not get them together in the booth together to talk about this together? Like, you know, like, why have James be the pre-race show and then have Carmichael separate during the races? Yeah. Put them together. And um, what I think is so cool about James is, like, he – you would think he's been there, done it. There's nothing in the world that could impress him or surprise him anymore because he's James freaking Stewart, right? But, uh, dude, he, the way he reacted when they suggested, James, would you be okay with working with Ricky in the booth announcing during the racing? And it was just like uh, a kid unwrapping toys on Christmas. <laughs> I loved it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's a James Stewart. And obviously it was the smart idea. That's why I tell you these behind-the-scenes things because it's like sometimes we just do the logical thing. So uh, it was awesome. Yeah, for me, I've been waiting a long time to be – I've never even been seen, heard on a Superhouse broadcast of any kind. Um, well, you did the webcast. I mean, uh, well, yeah, well, no, that's actually my point. Like I started the webcast in 2005 
And uh, back then there was a lot of, you know, just wait, your time's coming, you know, just wait, your time's coming. Well, that's a long wait, a long wait. Um, 18 years since I did the podcast or the uh, webcast. But for me, that was cool. The original goal, by the way, was we were supposed to be on a desk, you know, down by the starting line, Mm -hmm. like on the track. So it would be like a different – it was kind of weird to have two announcing booths and we were literally 10 feet away from each other. Right. But that wasn't the original goal. We were going to be down on the track to hear the crowd and things like that. Um, But it was going to rain. And, you know, hey, JT, uh, can we call him? Can we just call him? Because I got another win here. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I feel like he's backing out of that weather stuff. He, he, he's not <laughs> he's taking too many. He's taking too many L's. Yeah. But I try. He, he is. Yeah, it is true. He is scarred because on our fly racing radio show at five o'clock in the pits, I said, look, man, we had a whole race postponed. Like, this is your chance. Oakland yeah. should have already been done. Like, yeah. take the win. But I guess he's just too battle scarred. He can't even. Yeah, because he can't even argue anymore. The rain came down pretty hard a couple separate times, but it really didn't affect the race too much. Really, wasn't a mutter. I mean, obviously nah. the racers had some vision problems a little bit here and there, but yeah, 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 wasn't wasn't a mutter, you know. So it was supposed to be, yeah. definitely supposed to be. So, uh, so you guys, yeah. you guys were yeah in the next booth over, and uh, yeah, and then we would send James over during the races. Yeah, and James, uh, I, I believe I talked about all this when he came on in Pro Motocross last summer, but we had forgotten about James Stewart, the fan of the sport, the guy who grew up watching tapes and falling asleep to tapes of the races, right? He eventually became just known for crazy balls. Mm-hmm. I don't know who came up with that nickname. Yeah, I don't know. Who, yeah. I don't know who he started calling. But I think, unfortunately for James, he just got known as like, he just is crazy and he just hangs it out. It's not technique or anything like that. Um, we forgot that that's actually the basis of everything James Stewart did. And uh, I'm telling you, he is next level with seeing stuff. Uh, I've never... I said it before. I said it over the summer. I've worked with a lot of these dudes. I've never seen someone see the stuff that he sees. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, he's into it too, right? Into it. Oh. Yeah, he also told me, you and I were talking about this after. He's like, man, now I do this podcast. He's like, all I want to do is talk. Like, I walk <laughs> in a room. He's like, you're going to get it. I'm, gonna, I'm talking to somebody in here. Now, I don't know. I feel like, you know, what we're doing right now is different than being in a social setting, but we'll take it. Like, more stew. Yeah. Is good for everybody. Yeah, I mean, he he legitimately when he raced, he didn't like doing interviews. He didn't like talking to people too much. He really didn't. He yep. he wasn't the most elaborate guy. Um, and, yeah, but when yeah. he did it, he was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he didn't like it. So he's broken he out like of that shell. Yes. Yeah, and then of course we had five or six years where he just spoke to no one, and I just pictured yeah. him like Howard Hughes locked in his in his house. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's back, and it's great. It's fantastic. So. Yeah, yeah. So as much as I want to make this, I've, I've had my own celebration in my mind that I was actually doing a Supercross TV show, um, which is awesome. Sort of always wanted to do, but uh, really the the fact that we get Stuart and Carmichael together, there is no way that any of the stuff that was happening with this broadcast, there is no way five years ago, three years ago, <laughs> you're crazy if you think any of this is coming. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, yeah, yeah. Just give it to 2023, Weege. You'll hey, be hosting with, a pre-race show with Stu. With Stu, right? Exactly. <laughs> Just think of that. At, at, first of all, no one could find Stu, so that would no. never happen because no one could find. People Stu. tried. People yeah. tried to find Stu. They did try. Yeah, they, they had vlogs and everything. Um, <laughs> and, and 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 then yeah, and then you and the out and the outdoors. You were the outdoors guy, and it wasn't. You were going to intrude on Supercross. 
There was no way. I, that I don't was know if that's happen. what they never said that. No, but yeah. Well, we there know. are theories right. out there that that was the problem. I don't know. All of a sudden, the right. two series love each other, and I'm back, baby. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then to complete the full circle of selling out, oh. live show announcing this Saturday in Oakland, folks. You are rubbing your hands I, together. I love this. I love this. I am going to be picking you apart. <laughs> I, I just listening intently. Like, I've never listened to a live show guy. People, I get a text during the race. You took a picture of Lurch interviewing, like, a seven-year-old Yeah, in the stands. Yep. This is you. This is week. you. Yep. Of course, Brayton had your back. Brayton was like, oh, yeah, he's going to do a great oh, job. Oh, we got but, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, and um, I happened to see Lurch over at the uh, Star Racing truck after the night was over. And I might check out this photo. <laughs> This is you next week. Oh, he was loving it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, you're in. Yep. Uh, no, it's good. Just yeah. add one more thing to all this. Um, at one point, they had James and Ricky rehearsing together. Um, they kind of fake called um, the final practice. I think they used the race day. If you were watching race day live, you didn't hear them. They were just like, use this to learn how to work together. You know, so the first time you're working together isn't the 450 main. And then lo and behold, Chad and Ellie Reed and, and their whole family come on up. To go hang out with RC and Stu, and uh, Carmichael's parents are up there too, and I'm just like, this is unbelievable! Like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> we got Stu, we got Carmichael, we got the Reeds, best buds. The Reeds were only uh, there, well, not only there, but I saw them in the pits, and they're like, "Where are you going?" And I go press box, and they're like, "Where is it?" I'm like, "Follow me." So I brought them to the press box, and then you they, got them up there, yeah. And then they were watching with me, Ellie and Chad were, and then they're <laughs> like, "Where?" Where's the booths? And I'm like, ah, oh, just down there. And they're like, is Ricky oh, here? I'm like, yeah, they're just down there. Just keep walking. I said, you'll see the, the booth. We'll say TV on it or something. He goes, oh, okay, and he's gone. So that was it. So you're actually responsible for this reunion. Uh, I don't know. Maybe or maybe not. Who knows? Um, I'll give you a little bit. Yeah, give, give me a little, little bit, bit of credit. But um, first I had to hear about the amateur system and how bad it is and how terrible it is in America. So. I had to hear Chad's opinions on the amateur system in America. I figured he had opinions on things. Yes. And then yes. I sent them on that way. So, uh, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, no, that was really cool. The photo that Ellie took was awesome. Really, really neat. So to see all that, you know? Um, yes. But and I, I know my limits. Like, I said, I'm getting to work with these guys, and everybody's super respectful. And I'm like, you know, I could stand here for 10 minutes and just be flying the wall while they're all blowing down. But that's... And they wouldn't have mind. I mean, I'm working just like I'm in the booth because I'm working too. But I was like, I'm going to walk away. I'm I would, not I wouldn't have. No, you wouldn't have. I know. I wouldn't. Well, have. actually, no, I would have I inserted myself in that conversation. <laughs> I've seen you do it. Trust yeah, me. I would have inserted Tim Ferry in there right away. <laughs> but I'm just like, let the, the, the reason that Stu and Chad had this blood feud and are now buddies is because somewhere along the way you realize, hey, the only other person that lived that blood feud is you. The only person that understands what it was like is you. We have this bond that no one else on earth has. Mm -hmm. Let them have it. Yeah. Let them have it. Yeah. I don't need to be there. Yeah. Well, good job. Yep. Uh, we had a media summit on Thursday. Oh, God. Another one you didn't see coming. You Another didn't one. see this one no. coming five years ago. No, no. The media is <laughs> all invited to Feld and, and given a catered dinner. <laughs> Steve Bathis. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the dinner, I was told the dinner was going to be like, um, uh, like just served to you or whatever, like plates. And I'm like, can we, can we do a buffet? Like, you know, everyone likes a buffet. You can pick what you want, you know? You really said this? Yeah. yeah you I'm weren't like, satisfied. No, no. And then I. With restaurant quality, quality wow, serving. And then I, then we showed up and it was a buffet. So yeah, it was much better. See what I do? 
Um, and then so they uh, had a panel, yeah. had a panel of um, you know the higher ups at uh, Feld and um, you know various media assembled, and um, we got it out of the way real quick. Um, eventually, you just caved and just said, "I think every one of you up there has yelled at me at some point." Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I, well, they, yeah. but it was funny because when they were introducing themselves, like Sam Gomez, the guy at Feld, was like, "Well," and then Steve Mathis tweeted about, "Will these clowns ever get it right?" or something. My second race uh, on the job. Yeah, and, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. You and were then, tweeting about their bad tweets. Yeah, and then, yeah, Mewie said something else about like, yeah. I'm just like, yep, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yes, and here you are, and here they're I am. inviting then, you to a to a catered dinner on their behalf. But then, as that's going on, you at one point you're like, hey, I just want you guys to know that uh, I go to the races. I'm just, cause we it, like talk about what we did or who we are for this room full of people, and you're like, you know, Jason Wygan and 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 I just. I'm the good guy to him, and you point to me, and you're like, I just, I go around and I tell everybody, yeah, yeah. So you threw me under the bus too. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I said, uh, I go, yeah, I, you know, I'm a lot of things. Right. I'm Racer X, or I'm, I'm going to be part of the TV show this weekend. But one of the main, main, main things at the races is to play good cop to Steve's bad. Like he says things that gets people mad, and then I got to go in there and like, right. you know, play the good guy. Yeah, uh, we've had you all because I know I've already heard what he has to say. I'm already aware of it. Right. Ha ha ha. You you think you're breaking news to me, but I've already heard his rants. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. But yeah, it was cool. It was good. Hopefully some productivity st- comes out of it, you know, things that we talked about and um yeah. Well, the whole hope uh, of all this in the largest picture and this is the last thing we'll talk about on this topic is my whole hope, I've said this a million times already, whether you like the idea of playoffs or super motocross world championship or whatever, I don't want anyone to judge this only on that. The real point and you and I've seen it being in these pits every weekend is you now have everyone who's invested in the sport all talking to each other, inviting each other to things, having meetings with each other. When you get James Stewart's input, which you weren't getting, or you get the team's input, which you weren't getting, or you're getting Feld and MX sports talking to each other, which you weren't getting when they're inviting someone like you. And I hate to compliment you, but you do know things. You do have opinions on things and you were not shy to tell them your concerns. (laughs) I wasn't. No, you had a list. Of, actually, what was it, like 9.30? Yeah. Sean Brennan from Phil PR is like, well, folks, we've been here. It's late. And you're like, time out, time out. <laughs> I got, I'm not done. I'm like, I got a couple other things. I, you know what? I, I really thought in, my, I thought in my mind it would be hilarious if I brought like a little scroll and just unrolled the <laughs> scroll. You know, like a, a gag one or something. You know, I, I was yes. like, that would be oh. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> we might be here till midnight, yeah. everybody. Yeah, I got some things on my, I want to talk yeah. about. Can we get some more nets? Let's start there. Well, the 90-degree corners, I, I do want to ask about that. We, we need at least some berms, but we can't without nets, I would believe. My point is, when everyone is having these yeah, conversations, when you, see, when you see Davey coming into the building to talk to Dave Prater, you know Davey knows a lot of stuff, and Dave Prater knows a lot of stuff. Put their heads together. Put Davey's sister Carrie together. Put Again, you have suggestions. The nets idea was yours. It was a great idea. If everyone just says, here's what I think we should do, I just came up with a couple ideas for the TV show now that I've been behind it for the first time. Like, they should do this and they should do that. You know what I think they should figure out a way to do? Can we get a camera facing into the whoops? Because we'll get into the race here. Like, Sexton goes down because the whoops had this V-groove edge. That's ultimately what these races often come down to, right, Steve? Like, Mm -hmm. the lines. The angles of television cameras are some of the side. You can never see those lines. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if there's a way you could just build like a structure over the entrance of the whoops and hang a camera from it so you can actually see the faces of the whoop to see 
oh my god, that's why he went down. There's this freaking notch, yeah, uh, V shape. Right. Anyway, I would have never been able to tell anybody about this because I wasn't even working for them. So that's my whole point. When you get the 20 most experienced people in the sport all in meetings saying, I got an idea. Okay, let's think about that. And we did not have this. Yeah. We never had this. Yeah. Good's going to come out of it. Not just playoffs, not just Super Motocross World Championship. Who knows? More good will come out of this yeah. than we've even seen yet. No, absolutely. I brought up the AMA. Uh, uh, oh, God, you did. And they're like, wow, we were actually just talking about that. So that, I was like, oh, sweet. Okay, so you guys understand that the AMA website is like from 1995. And we have no triple count stats. We have the whole shot's wrong. The finish line, you know, everything, everything's wrong. And we just keep doing this year after year. So, and yeah, it was things like that where they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, productive, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into this race a little bit. So almost like a, a carbon copy of last week's race where the winner is really impressive and the victim is Chase Sexton, right? Uh, that, 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 you know, just like we had last week, an amazing ride by Tomac, and we all complimented him after that heat race. Well, I, this web performance is along that line. I mean, you know, fifth overall in qualifying, not a great day, you know, never standing out, uh, so a mediocre ride for him in, uh, in Houston. And, dude, I don't know if he would have got Sexton had Sexton not fallen, but even if he didn't, that was a damn good race. And then, you know, he pressured Sexton into making that mistake. And, dude, so Cooper Webb, that's vintage Cooper Webb right there for his first win in, like, two years. Well, yeah, you nailed the reason why it's – it is the same, but you nailed the reason why it's also different because when Cooper Webb does it, you're like, yep, that's the way Cooper Webb does it. For Tomac to have won last week, it's not usually the way Tomac does it. Like, Tomac usually just wins because he's just faster than you and stronger than you and fitter than you. Um, but he had to figure out a way to win without the speed last week, which was new. And you're like, wow, so now Tomac is also the smartest and the best starter. So good luck with that, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, but this was vintage Cooper Webb. Absolutely. This is how he wins. He reverse wins races. He never has the fastest lap. He's never good in practice. Doesn't look good at any point. And here's a theory I have, Steve. Um, you know, fans are very vocal about and I, I'm surprised you haven't gotten this blowback. This Eli Tomac, he's become yeah, so. You asked me about this. You're yeah. not getting this I, feedback. I, well, I don't. Not that I. It doesn't stand out. No, oh. no. I am. The fans absolutely freaking love Tomac right now, and deservedly so. Like they're getting to see a guy. They actually. I think three years after Dunge was gone or Villapoto was gone, people are like, "Hey, now I." It's finally sunk in how amazing those guys were, but they're not even here to cheer for anymore. Like when Villapoto was winning, I don't think the fans even cared. Now they love the guy. Well, Tomac has stuck around long enough where they're like, oh, I appreciate him. Oh, and he's still racing. So the love for Tomac from the fans over the last year and a half is crazy. And the reason I bring this up is I'm getting so much blowback on like, stop talking about Webb being good. He sucks compared to Tomac. Stop talking about Sexton being fast. He sucks. And I'm like, what do you want us to do? Just the whole podcast? Just say Tomac's great for 90 minutes? Like, we, we, we at least tease this stuff. But Webb, I think it's always been like that. Like, you you know, Carmichael always compliments him on the broadcast, and Carmichael gets raked over it. And I've never been able to figure out why we talk about Webb with respect. And I feel like the fans respect him, but there aren't, like, Cooper Webb rabid fans out there. So here's my theory. The way he wins is so subtle that I think only people like us who are thinking about this 24-7 – can truly um, like grasp what he does that's great. 
Like, you just want the dude that's the fastest, gnarliest, jumps the biggest stuff, crushes whoops, looks amazing on the motorcycle. That's the guy you think should be winning. And it's like when Webb wins, I think some fans are like, I don't get it. I do not understand. He doesn't seem that good. I know what greatness looks like, and that's not it. He should have the fastest lap. I should see a video of something sometime where I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe he jumped that or did that. So I think for those of us that think about it 24-7, we've figured out what Webb's good at, and we respect that at the same level as the other things. Um, and I think that's why there's always this disconnect where fans are always like, why are you blowing Webb? And I'm like, because he's actually probably better than you think, yeah. but it's really hard to see it. It's really, really, really hard to see what he's good at. I don't get that. I don't see it as much as you. Maybe I'll start paying more attention to it. Yeah. But um, I know what you mean for sure because, yeah, you, you know, you, everybody's got sort of a trait, and then there's Cooper Webb who doesn't really have a standout trait so much. I mean, Anderson's aggressive. Tomac's gnarly. Sexton's so nice to watch ride. You know, Roxon's beautiful on a bike. Like, And then yeah. there's, there's just Webb. I get it. But this was yeah. a vintage championship year uh, Webb win. Just, the, I mean, there's probably six other races he did exactly this at some point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's really the the question, right? So you're like, maybe Sexton wins if he doesn't fall, and he had a good lead because Webb had almost crashed in the whoops too. But part of me thought like, this had to be running through your mind, like by the third lap of the race when Sexton's not yarding. Wow. Okay. Webb so Webb's can we t- close? Can I'm we, like, this is it. Can this we talk about? Wins. Can we talk about tweets that I wish I hadn't sent? You have one. Oh no. You have one oh. with uh, the the, the, rain, oh. the rain. Oakland will take yeah, place. Will you have that one? Well. Oh yeah. I put on Racer X Twitter, thankfully, so it's not me. But oh. that guy, whoever it is that typed, he gone. Like, yeah, a lap in. Like, oh. really wants that one back. Yeah, because you know, I just like look. He got he he was fa- he's been the fastest in nine straight practices, and he's been the fastest guy, and he was great again. And, and Webb I, wasn't good last week. No, like, you're not yeah. seeing Webb keeping up with him. No, out, and so I tweet he gone, and he was not gone. <laughs> he was not gone. Not gone. Uh, no, but I, there was one of the races. Um, you said you've seen this race before. Yes, it was. Uh, I think one of the Dallas races in 21, and, and it was Kenny. D- Kenny blew him away in the heat, and then Sexton <laughs> passed him and knocked him down in the heat. And then in the main, Kenny hole shots, opens up like a second and a half lead, and then I'm like, oh my god, wait, it's still a second and a half. And then by the third lap, it was still a second and a half, and I'm like, oh shit, right? If you don't, if you let Webb hang in there, yeah, he's just like he just knows he's got you, like. And uh, you know, credit obviously I had some smart people around me. You know, I can tell you that James was seeing that a hundred percent. Um, you know, you let him hang in there two or three laps. You can't, if you, I think he said at one point, like Sexton needs to be gone, but he's not gone. I'm not, I'm not with James on the mental thing though. I'm not there. I mean, again, I'll defer to him and you know, all this championship, but I don't think it's a, I'm going to, this guy's going to crack thing. I just don't, but you know, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. There was a, we had a debate on that fly racing show at five o'clock where James and Ricky had said like Sexton not winning last week when he was so good, wasn't just good for Tomac's confidence. Like, oh, I can beat the guy even when he's fast. Well, but guys like Anderson and Weber picking up on that as well. And JT, and you and I are like, bro, Sexton beat all those guys by 20 seconds last week. How well, could they take any confidence out of that? Yeah, and then, and then they mentioned on the broadcast today at the end after the, after the checkers went, you know, James said, Ricky, don't you think that, you know, Coop knew that that was going to happen? You know? Yeah. And, and I'm like, eh. 
it's a good debate. Yeah, no, no. James yeah. came back over and he's like, I told you. He's like, once Webb's behind him, he's like, I've seen Sexton crash in the lead or not win when he's fast over and over. It's going to happen again. I got this guy. And I'm like, well, yeah. no, 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 no. I just saw it happen, so I'm not going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, awesome ride for Coop and just vintage. Yeah, just just great. He the, the whoops were a subject of some controversy after the race for sure. Uh, they were much flatter for the night show, and they took some out. There was oh. one, there, there was one team that was not happy about that, um, but as for, you know, I did some digging on it, and it seems like and, and this is not a not a bad point. First of all, uh, you know, like Sexton went down in them, so generally whoops are a yeah. KTM weakness, right? Or, <laughs> yeah. So from what you I hear, argue it swung the swung the race, but I will say Webb was keeping up; he wasn't getting no. Yeah, he was good in them, or, or good, yeah, not great, good enough. And I'd heard DeCoster was one of the, the guys saying it, but it was more oh, for— Oh, really? Yes, and but it was for a safety reason, too, because they they didn't have a net there, and it was close to the end of the turn. So It was insane, the way the whoops—I don't know why they built them. Right. They should have just—it should have been the way—I don't know about the steepness or flattening them or whatever that. That's a different situation. But they built the whoops too close to the turn. Um. I, on Friday, again, it's awesome to have James Stewart around. He's like, Daniel, you think they take those whoops out? That, those whoops are too close to the corner. And then when I did track walk on Friday or, or Saturday morning, I was like, what? there was nothing. Like, you saw that 90-degree corner, right? Yeah. There was nothing. It was just yeah. flat turn and wall. Right. So I tweeted this, and I had a bunch of people on my Twitter saying it's bullshit and this and that. But honestly, I mean, they're not – they're not doing that to the track. Like, Roger's talking about safety. He's not going to them and saying, like, hey, my rider sucks in the whoops. Can you take these whoops out? He, he Is it sometimes to their advantage? Yes, absolutely. But he's also making a valid case for safety, and I kind of understand that a little bit. But it didn't stop the one team from being very upset. But I kind of got it in this instance. Like, I'm like, yeah, like, it is close, and there's no net, you know? So... The stadium walls. The reputation right there. is there from what the oh, Carmichael days. And it's happened. Coaster? It's happened. Rogers done it. I've talked to Dirtworks guys. You know, they yeah. they're like, yeah, yeah, like the whoops are really big. Like they come in and you know, and hey, can you do this? Can you do that? So, like, but it's a safety thing. Is in their eyes, and you can't you can't push back that much and be like, oh, you're just saying that because you're biased. If, if they, you know, you can't say they're not saying it for because it's a safety thing. So, I don't know. I, I the, the guys are really upset. I, I tended to just like be like, yeah, that's what happens, you know, and I didn't really – I'm not that upset about it. It happens. Like, yeah. But ironically, yeah, but, Sexton went down in the whoops. So. Yeah, but I could see the point of the, if the whoops were tougher. And, again, I, I feel like they had to remove those last – at least the last whoop. I think they – did they take three out? Uh, I think, well, man? big controversy. Chiz says three. I thought two. Oh. Kate okay. said two. So, yeah, who knows? I feel like for safety, that did have to be done. I, when I was standing, I went over to look at that on Saturday morning, and I'm like, this is sketch. Um, someone's getting whiskey throttle and going straight off the track into the wall. Yeah. Um, Maybe A-Ray. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> they should just have called it. Or they could have just laid A-Ray in it, like just made A-Ray <laughs> the final whoop. Did you see his R- crash? R- I guess it was horrendous. No, no. So the triple before the whoops, he nose-picked and just ate it, broke his thumb. God. I had somebody tell me yeah. it was just horrendous. So. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen either? No, I didn't see it either. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I do feel like the whoops uh, had to, for safety, they had to remove those in the end. Now, that's not the whole story. You're saying part of it is the shape changed. I think they well. rolled them. Yeah, I think they rolled them pretty good for the night show. Yeah. They were now not. That, yeah. I mean, look. I know you're right. Sexton did go down, 
but part of the reason Sexton was under pressure was that Webb was able to go about as fast as him in the whoops. If he can't, if the whoops are bigger, let's assume that Sexton's better mm-hmm. than Webb yeah. is there. Yeah. And he's got a four-second lead. Yeah. Well, then maybe he doesn't crash. Yep. So that is a valid argument. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I get it. But um, So good job for Webb. And, you know, one week after we're like, ah, can you see him winning? Or I don't know. And mm-hmm. he wins. And he's four points out of the lead. So, um yeah, great job. It's best case scenario for the series. Like all yeah, yeah. And again, I don't want to say this because I know there's mega Eli Tomac fans out there that just want him to have a thirty point lead and so we can stop talking about these other guys. And they're probably gonna say, Why are you even mentioning sex since only two points down? He will never beat Tomac for the title. Okay, I get it. I know that email's coming. But it's way more exciting to have three guys four points apart. Yeah. Than uh than not. Uh, this is great. Did you go to the press conference? No, okay. we're doing a post-race show, oh, but I yeah, did watch right. it back. Big TV back. guy, big TV guy. Well, TV I just, yeah, yeah, I like, did watch it back, though. Mm-hmm. I just – I uh, look, I've been around this sport a long time, and, and either as a mechanic or a race guy. There is a lot of racers that would not have uh, – in, in the race afterwards, and, and you can tell me how he was in the press conference, how Sexton was in the press conference. But after the race, Sexton is doing more interviews. He is – as he's telling you a lot of information. He's being very honest. You know, he's t- breaking yep. it down. He just had two sort of crushing losses, and yep. I've seen a lot of riders never come out of their truck or never or never be around or anything after the things that he's had the last two weeks. And so I think props to him for rationally explaining it, being honest with his feelings, you know, saying, he, you know, this happened or that happened. Not blaming the lappers. I thought the lappers really hurt Chase at times. He he said he didn't want to didn't want to use that. Um, I think he's handled these defeats uh, really well, and and I think it shows his character. And and I just I'm I'm impressed by his humility, character, uh, forthrightness in these two weeks. I think it says something for a guy. I do want to really give him credit for that. He was awesome last summer. He was always the last guy doing media at the track, and obviously some of those races were. Big wins, but they were also some crushing defeats, and the series was close, and the pressure is on. And, yeah, the standard pattern is, I mean, especially when you're down to a winner-take-all finale, you're not going to see the guy. There's just too much going on upstairs, um, and he never did that. So credit to – and, you know, I think we saw him hanging out of Pala even after he lost the outdoor title. He, he didn't leave the track in a huff. So, yes, he is awesome for that. I, I've told him a million times I'm really impressed, but he said the hanging out at the races is one of the things he likes the most, so he's not going to stop doing it. So mm-hmm. good for him. Yeah. You know, the other thing as far as dealing with the crushing loss, man, one of the big losses here for the TV show, the race ends, and you go to commercial break, and then you come back, and they do the interviews with the guys. And, dude, that whole commercial break, Sexton is sitting on the backside of a berm just in disgust frustration, sad, mad, just head in his hands. Um, And then when he did his podium interview with Daniel, he said all the right things. Like he, and I heard your um, podcast with him, you know, he kind of like he did last week, instead of saying like, dude, I suck. It was just like, well, if it wasn't for this, I actually rode good. If you think about it, yeah, it's not that bad. No. And and he's, you know, he's not, yeah, he's, he's not hard, too hard on himself. He's not blaming others. Nope. He's just, he's taking the positive out of, uh, Two last-second losses almost, you know, or, or not last-second because Houston wasn't that way, but, you know, yeah. It still stings. Houston yeah. still stings. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my question to you is, is this he needed two minutes to get over it and then move on, 
or after two minutes, he's like, okay, for the public face, I don't want guys like Webb and Tomac to think I'm crushed. I'm going to have to do everything I can to pretend I'm not. And also, by the way, you're often convincing yourself, right? If you keep repeating yeah. over and over, yeah. it's not that bad. It makes you feel better. So do you think he just needed two or three minutes to decompress and this is what he really believes? Or is this like, this is what I'm going to keep saying for myself and for everyone listening? I think it could be either. Think? Yeah, I think, I think it could be either one. Uh, I've yeah. seen both, right? You've seen both with racers. Um, oh, I mean, Chad Reed yeah. was the damn master. Right, he was right. never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever going to give it to them or himself. No. He never sucked. No, ever. and and you know, so there's there's a, there there could be both. Like he just needs that. T- you know, I've had other racers that are like, "Give me ten minutes, just leave me alone for oh, okay. ten minutes." You know. Yep. Um, yep. And then you're like, okay. And then now let's talk and let's, you know, so they, they rationalize it. They break it down or yeah. they decide like, well, I have to put on this public face, you know? And it, it, so either one, yeah. I, I, th- I just think props to Sexton. I, I just, I've seen many racers run and hide after what's happened, you know? And he, he, he totally agree. That. So, um, totally agree. He's still really fast. He's, st- he said, man, I've been my podcast. I don't even know why I'm trying to get the fast lap. You know, like, I don't even care. Like it doesn't mean anything. And, and you know you're just it's a dick measuring contest and I'm and I'm just like thinking to myself fake starts uh, waiting to the very end throwing a fit if someone's in your way not sex yeah. specifically but just top racers you know what I mean yeah. all this stuff for what the heat race pick now you have number two instead of number three gay pick like in a heat race like oh no you know what I mean like it's so no, it dumb means nothing. yeah it means yeah. nothing it means nothing you could be no. anywhere in the top ten and you're getting a great gate for your heat you know well I mean Webb has proven this. He's been one of the best starters over the last couple of years, and yeah. he's been one of the worst qualifiers. So yeah. he so I, doesn't have a good heat race gate pick. I just, he somehow makes it work. I just thought Sexton, all of that was was truthful and, and, and good to see and all of that. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. We have definitely seen more examples of bad than good in those situations. It is not an automatic. You think you're getting, so, you think you're getting Ricky yeah. or James or, or, oh, or you know, Barsha or these guys or Anderson? If these things happen, no chance, you know? Well, I'll be honest. We don't have really any Tomac info except for the, the regular Yamaha PR that came out today. Yeah. But was anyone even expecting no. that they would see Tomac around doing no. media? Like, you just know how it works. Like, they have a bad night. Goal one is to get the hell out of that track as soon as possible. Yeah. It's the standard thing. So, yeah, definitely props to – and then we're Tomac's been really great yeah. uh, with media. But yeah. you just kind of know how this works. So, for yeah. Sexton to do all that, yeah, that is exceptional. Uh, AP, I think – the highlight of AP's night for me was flipping off the sand. <laughs> That's something AP would do. You know? He really did. That yes. was awesome. Just yep. crashed in the sand. It's on RaceX Instagram and double birds to the ground. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, he's so genuine. He yeah. uh, he was good, though. He, so he rode great in the heat. And uh, what did he qualify? I don't even, did he have a really good qualifying time? Uh, he's never had no, a No, he's ninth. Time. He was ninth. But then the heat. Well, for was, him, ninth is a win. Yeah, maybe the heat was great. Uh, and then yeah, he just got a start and pulled away from Kenny. Right, he kind of. Uh, oh yeah, he passed Tomac in the heat. That you know that would have been maybe something yeah. we should have watched out for. And then uh, and then yeah, he got a third, and that's his second career yeah. podium, and pulled away from Kenny. Oh my God, is it only his second career podium? Yeah. He never had one on a Yamaha. No, not in Soupy. Oh, wow. I thought he was coming on in uh, 2021. No, I don't, I don't believe like so. Like Atlanta led and crap. Wow, okay. I know it was the second one. You know, he had one in Oakland last year. Yep. But, yeah, that was a nice vindication. Because, you know, I was wondering, coming out of Houston, that race really changed so much after that staggered restart. You know, you know, Plessinger wasn't the same. 
Webb wasn't the same. You could maybe argue Anderson wasn't the same. Um, I don't know what the deal. I mean, dude, they were all over Tomac. And then once that restart happened, he just yarded all those guys except Sexton. So, you know, you're like, maybe there's something here at Plessinger. And it was good to see it actually like immediately happen. Not like five weeks yeah. of like, damn it, if I could just get that Houston start again. Yep. Yeah, he good. got it immediately. Good job, AP. That was cool for sure. Uh, yeah. Ro- rocks in fourth, an improvement from from Houston. For sure. Well, you got some rocks in uh, Intel. I did. So you talked to him quite a bit. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, yeah, he's been testing a ton, and he said he rode to 5 o'clock the other day uh, all the way through. Yeah. Um, they got some stuff they're still working on with the bike, some issues with the bike still that mm. they're trying to figure out. They don't have any – he's like – I'm like, can't you just, like, grab your logs from RCH and look at everything? He's like, ah, Suzuki's just not involved the same. You know, they are involved, but not on the same level as back then. Um and so yeah, I don't think that stuff exists, right? Like they don't yeah, have. I don't think so. What right? I've been told is they don't even have a factory department, right? Yeah, I don't. They know. don't make parts. They don't do it. Clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But and you know what else? Hey, I just thought of this. You know, and who else is even? Does anyone have knowledge on this motorcycle for the most part? You know what I mean? Like when Chad Reed had the two-two team. The relationship would ebb and flow. Sometimes he was super involved with factory Honda or Cowie. Sometimes he wasn't. But there's no doubt that there were a ton of knowledgeable people that knew a shit ton about Cowies and Hondas. Yeah. Who who do they even turn to? I don't know. There's got to be somebody in Japan still. Who's still uh, working there. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. But I'm I saying, no like, idea. even if you right. go to Mitch, it's not like Mitch is, like, no. the guru of RMZ 450s. No, no. Probably not. What did you think of his post-race interview? Pretty, pretty revealing. I guess, but you know, with Roxon, it's all graded on a curve. Like that's the way Roxon always is, right? right? Like he'll tell you. It is. I don't know. It. How do you interpret this Roxon thing when he's saying how difficult the bike is? It's like, in a way, you're like, well, that's what everybody thought this was going to be like. This is going <laughs> to be an uphill battle on this motorcycle, or. You know, I think from his perspective, it's awesome. Like he's not complaining about it. He's just saying this is what I got to do. But he's not. You know, saying, woe is me, I got to compete on this motorcycle. But to me, there's like a small tinge of like, well, this was what everyone was worried about. Yeah. That yep. you would be testing and testing and testing in a one-man gang. He's got Chiz to help. I mean, I think that was supposed to be the point of Chiz being on the team and helping. But, yeah, it is yeah. almost like, yep, that's right. He has to do 20% more than everyone else. Yeah, he said he's been trying to make this work. testing a ton. And, um, yeah. you know, factory suspension has been busy with other things going on. So they haven't been able to devote a hundred percent resources to him. And wow. Yeah. So, uh, but fourth was good. He rode away from yeah. Tomac, right? Um, yep. I think it was yep. a much improved ride. Um, you know, he didn't have anything for AP right there, but when you look at his qualifying time, which in his first se- second session oh, was dude. not good. Um, no. so yeah, I, I think it was a good race for Kenny for sure. It almost seemed like he was, uh, in your interview, it almost seemed like he was saying, like, I rode so damn much during the week that I didn't even want to put out a lot of effort. Yeah. R- like riding energy-wise. In, in qualifying, right. Yeah, he was just like, hey, I'm just going to cruise, guys, you know? So, yeah. Must be nice I'm to tired. cruise, right. Must be nice to cruise and be, like, top 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's hilarious. But, uh, it's hilarious. yeah, he was good. Um, so, uh, an improvement. Yeah, that was almost as – it's huge for the series to get Webb back in this and Plessinger again on the podium to get other names in there. Um, I would say it's the equal thing with Roxon. He didn't – finish ahead of them but compared to houston you're like okay okay this is not going to start going sideways he's good he's yeah he could be on the podium again you know 
next week. And I think too, some of some of us, like the three of us, when we do this call, like Houston was bad for Kenny and and just so so for Coop and. I don't know. We, I think we're all guilty of doing too many snap judgments. It's just one week, and you know, like, you know, I mean, we were literally talking about on the Moto sixty show. You know, it doesn't look like Coop's going to win a race. Like, hold, you know, like, like, hold on, like, you know what I mean? Like, it just yeah, take it easy. Back it down. Beginning bit. of the year is tough. You have this small sample size. Yeah. You, you're trying to get the answers as quickly yeah. as you possibly can. Yeah. And you never know. And this is honestly going to lead us right into the guy that finished fifth. This is per- this is the perfect. Yeah, this is exactly what we're going to talk about. Yeah, here. so what to- the hell? Tomac just had a web ride from last week, right? Just rode around, uh, got passed in the heat. I, I don't. I'd, I'd, I'd sent some uh, some bat signals out, and you know the dirt in Tampa was weird, right? It was hard pack, and yeah. no one really liked yeah. it. And then you added the rain yep. in there, and I don't think Eli was digging his bike on that terrain on that hard pack dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he just. It was a. It wasn't. It wasn't Bizarro Eli. It wasn't Weirdo Eli. Because Weirdo no, Eli, Eli it, it, was, it looked different than that. Yeah, he would have got passed, right? Um, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, jeez. No, it wasn't the. Yeah, it wasn't the two or three bad races the year Tomac got the pass. It wasn't that level. He just rode. Um, yeah, I hope. But at the same time, at the same time, he did have a couple. Races like this at the end of Supercross last year, and it turned out it was actually was, he was hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. So you, we wiped those off the slate because we're like, well, there was an explanation for that. But by the way, we didn't know at the time. So yeah, this is it. Hey, you know, we had Damon Bradshaw on that Fly Racing show, and we say the same things to Bradshaw all the time, the same stories, which is he started winning immediately in his career, and for the rest of his life, he knew if he doesn't win, the very first thing people are going to say is what happened. So that's not fair or right. But Tomac wins three out of four races. We're like, he's better than ever. We haven't seen him had a race like this in a long time. And the question is, wait, what happened? Yeah, yeah. It's just where we are. This, yeah. is how, this is Damon Bradshaw saying from 30 years ago to Eli Tomac now, it is the exact same thing. You don't win. You immediately will be questioned. Yeah, it, this was a weird race. And we're just going to chalk it up, I guess, and move to Oakland where, where Eli's really good, right? Um, the dirt's No, I think you so. need to watch closely. At Oakland, like yeah, one race. Yes, we've seen from Houston that is not a trend. One race is not a trend. Right? Yeah, and I and I but, think um, he's right back. You have to watch closely. I think he's right. Yeah, back. so you're not worried. No, I'm it's not. Just one race. I'm not. One race. Yeah, dirt yeah. was hard. Wasn't stoked mm-hmm. on the bike setup, and just that's what he got fifth. So yeah, yeah. Um, hit me up after Oakland. We'll, we'll maybe the, maybe things will change. Um, yep. Anderson sixth, and him and Barsha, they didn't show it on the broadcast. Um, no, but, we had the replay. Oh, you did have the replay. Did yeah, I, it was a hundred percent Anderson. Yeah. Okay. So I, how did I miss that? Damn it. Okay. Yeah, we had a replay. Okay. Well, they had him getting up, and then yeah, like a lap or so later. Yeah. And so the, yeah, it was Anderson coming in. And, yeah. Yeah. Coming in underneath. And Anderson just he came in so hot. I mean, he went all the way to the tough blocks. There was uh, yeah. no room for Barsha. And um, it, like I was talking about from Anaheim too, Anderson has a way of hitting you with his wheel to try to avoid him hit, hitting you with his body. And it almost works unless when you fall down, you fall down on top of them. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I think – Yeah. Uh, the, the, I know the TLD guys were pissed after the race. Sure. They were pissed. No. Uh, Barsha was – Barsha did nothing wrong. But nothing. Barsha was very angry after the race. Um, sure. And I think if you're if you're Cowie, you're like, here it is again, man. And if you're Barsha, if you're TLD, you're like, 
you know, Barsha didn't do anything wrong, but you're just like, you're getting caught up in this, you know? And if it, if that's not Barsha, does Anderson go like that? I don't know. Only he knows. I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if he saw, if he saw red, literally the gas gas and just saw Barsha yeah. and, and knew he had to be aggressive because it's Barsha and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's true. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I don't know. You know, you don't really know, but whatever it is, both of these right. guys end up on the ground. They both ride really well to come back to sixth and eighth, you know, but. Oh, Anderson beats Tomac for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. The way Anderson was riding, yeah. he was hauling ass. He looked really good. Who knows? He could have even won. But coming from last, this is what this is what happens. And if you're Cowie, you're yep. like, dude, did, didn't we talk about this? <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. Right? He's worse than ever. Isn't this weird? Mm. He's actually gotten into it more frequently this year yep. than even last year. Yep. It's Not, almost weekly. Yep. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, it's bad. And yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I'm I still I'm on Anderson. I swear that it's just he's just trying really hard. When he sees any opening, any chance to get any advantage on anyone, he just takes it. That's that's why quarterbacks yeah. throw interceptions. They're trying to they're trying to throw the ball. But I had forgotten on the Barsha point. I don't think it was a personal I want to take this dude out because no. I don't like him. No. But I had forgotten the when you have a chance to you, get you, Barsha behind you, you, you have to take it. Yes. Because it's a honey badger, right? And, yeah. and just, but it's just too early for that. It's too early. It's too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I caught it out of the corner of my eye. It didn't look like it was anywhere near a good pass attempt or, you know, no. and just, yeah, they end up on the ground. And both riders are mad, I imagine. Both teams are mad. So, yeah. Yeah. And what I actually didn't see, and I think they got on the broadcast, and I was trying to rewind today to see it. He eventually does pass Barsha later on. He does. Yeah. He, no, Barsha gets up in front of him. Yep. And Barsha did not nope. do anything. I no, think, right? he just got him in a rhythm, just got alongside of yeah. him, and that was it. So yep. I watched yep. it because I was sort of waiting for some fireworks. But, yeah, no. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. They rode really well, but that's what they're going to do. Barsha was pissed after the race. He was cleaning out his motorhome, just throwing things. And, I, and I, I was standing there. I'm like, well, okay, I'll get him another week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it's 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 honestly amazing that it keep like you would think we would be building things up. Like, wasn't there like a how are Ferrandis and and Craig gonna get along if Craig's on Star? Like, and it was like it was one thing one night. Craig was heated for a little bit, and it was nothing after yeah. that. Yeah. Most of the time, everyone's guilty of building these things up to be too much. But the Barsha Anderson thing, it's like okay, this is. <laughs> The irresistible force and the immovable object. They're just beating each other. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah. 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 They're both just self-sabotaging each other just left and right. And even in this instance, Barsha yeah. did nothing wrong, you know, but. Um, well, I was talking to Sorby. It was in my uh, weed show on Friday. You know, Eric Sorby, the irony of Sorby being Barsha's riding coach. When Sorby is high. Is, high. The irony is high. I, I mean, <laughs> that is, I mean, Sorby used to say, I love to take people out, take out. That's what I like to do. And he's like. I'm just trying to get him to ride clean. I'm like, hold on. I hate to say this, but you were known for taking people out. So I think everybody thinks you're like, first thing you want to have him do is take out drills. And he's like, no, no, no. We don't want to ride like that. He's like, I know the switch flips. I got to make the switch flip off. And I want to say, Barsha didn't do anything this time. Like, I know it's going to look like same old Barsha, but he was an innocent victim in this particular race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, did you notice some of the guys, uh, like Sexton said he was going over the table, uh, over the last whoop on the Dragonback, how cool that was? 
I didn't see that. I was focusing so much on the beginning of that rhythm. Yeah, yeah, was pretty, uh, where Webb was doubling in the main. Yeah, yeah, and that that line yeah. cost. That line also cost uh, cost Sexton too. Yeah, Webb figured that out. Um, you see, at the end of practice, when he put in his fast lap, Sexton, he tripled on to the table. Was anyone else doing that? Yeah, they were doing it on press. On yeah. press day, but they were all they were all telling me that's not going to be the race line. You got to go too far out. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's but what, I was wondering but when that's he did when his he did fast it. lap. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did. Or he no? did it in the, the the hot qualifying time lap. He did it, and I'm like, was he the only one that did it? Was it actually faster? Did it matter? But I never heard any of. I, I didn't see anyone else do it, but I don't want to assume. Okay. Yeah, yeah, press day. A bunch of guys were doing it. Craig was the guy I was talking to about it, and he was like, "Nah, <laughs> it's easy," but he's like, "It's not going to be the the line." Um, uh, Justin Cooper, seventh. Good job for Justin Cooper. He's not racing next weekend, but he's back for uh, Dallas. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he said he's got a few more, and then that's it. Like, But it is a little open-ended, so it is up to him, he said, if he keeps racing. Yeah, I heard him say that in yeah. your podcast. I yep. mean, I've, I've gone on rants on this. This, yeah. this injustice should not stand. He's a freaking <laughs> great rider. He is as heralded going into the 450 class as anyone should be to require a third 450. I know most teams don't do that, but stars done in the past, I guess it's difficult and expensive and personnel. I just, and now he's even proving that he would be good. Hey, uh, he, if he did this, he's just, he's sneaky. Good. Just like he's sneaky. Good in two fifties. Right. It's kind of like the web thing in a way. It's like, no yeah. one remembers. Yeah. It just all of a sudden at the end of the day, you're just like, Oh yeah, his oh, yeah. results are yeah. really good. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking. I mean, literally, I put a, I'll give you an example. Like I put out a tweet last week. I'm like, I know it's early, but man, the owl outdoors, this could be something. And then a bunch of people are like, yeah, but he's got to go against this guy and this guy. And I'm like, and don't forget Justin Cooper's racing 250 class. Yeah. Like he just doesn't ever register. Nope. Nope. But people's mind. Two sevenths. And he actually, he's, he, he pointed out he's got seventh in the heats too. So that's what oh, he's wow. been. Uh, we had to have a discussion about the MXDN. He was, I think he's legitimately pissed at me for the motocross nations thing. And I think wow. I think we're fine. I think it's good. Like whatever. I, really? But he was not stoked on me for saying that I just thought Craig was a better pick. And I'm like, dude, I didn't say you sucked. I didn't say you yeah. were terrible. I just preferred Craig because I liked the 450 guy on a 250. I thought that was a really good strategy. And I said, by the way, USA had lost, you know, 12 straight years or whatever it was. So let's try yeah. something different. Like, you know, that's my reasoning behind it. And we're we're good. It's fine. But dude. Yeah, I was just blown away. I'm like, really? Like, you care what that I thought Christian Craig was better? Like, who cares? Well, I'm I'm more like you still care because you guys did get into it. Well, no, I shouldn't use the word get into it. You discussed this at the Nations yeah. after the team won. Yeah. So I thought that's it. You you both said your side. You both said your piece. His mechanic mohead absolutely hates you. Like he would not piss on you if you were on fire. But I'm I'm sure you're aware of that. But I thought Jay Coop himself. Yeah, I thought like, oh, you talked about the nations. I did not know if four yeah. months later it yeah, would still be I, a, on his mind. I did not think so either, but I think we're good. I hope, I hope we talked about – so, yeah, I like Jay Coop, yeah. and I never thought he was a bad choice. I just thought Craig would be better. So, You know, yeah. I always wonder, okay, you follow uh, – what's the sport where they actually are on skates? Oh, hockey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've always wanted to do this in a sport. So they have an all-star game, I'm sure, right? Yeah. And then somebody writes about who got snubbed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, do they ever say who should not be on the All-Star team? Yeah, I don't think so, right? Yeah, they don't. Right, they don't. 
But there was fucking, it's the stupidest thing. It's the stupidest thing. It's like, it's, I could easily name four other guys that should be on there if I don't have to pull four off. Off, right. Yeah, exactly. The limit, the limit is three riders. The limit of all-stars is 20. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what that donations thing is. It's like, um, just because you're saying you want someone to be on the team, you're not saying the other guys are garbage. You're just saying, I only can pick three. I can only pick three. Yeah. I'm only saying you're the fourth best, which isn't I, bad. I don't get how it turns into that, into, into, into you know, I, I guess it's the 2023 of, if you're not for me, you're against me. That's, yeah. that, that's it. That's, that's, the stra- yeah. that's the strategy now, right? I don't know. Yeah. But he, he's yeah. riding well. He rode great at those nations, and, yeah, he should have a full-time ride. So, um, yep. Barsha, eighth. Uh, Savachi, ninth. Joe Dog, big crash in the, uh, in the whoops and um, uh, in the practice, and um, – bent his bars and stuff so he didn't get to ride that last practice a little bit and then he's so far back in the pits i <laughs> i gave up trying to find him um <laughs> the guy's 10th in the points and like he's not in like a flashy he's just in like a white you know fun mover thing mm-hmm. but dude yeah he's he's so far on the pitch you got to like pack a lunch to go find him uh but rick Ware on twitter today mm. said they're trying to find a ride to keep him going they're trying to find sponsors they're trying to come to an agreement to keep him going Rick on Twitter today said that. <coughs> yeah, it's great. I keep saying I got to go over to their shop. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want anyone to come down on Rick like he didn't have to have him do any races. You know, this was for FIM World Supercross, right? So I, I just hope that no one brings out the pitchforks that if they don't get to go to all 17, because that was never what Rick was even, even any of these races he's done so far is bonus time. Yeah. Like Rick's just doing it to be cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Joey's riding really good. So. Yeah. And it's a sucky part about the sport, and Joey's pretty much the name that gets brought up the most last couple of years. Yeah. You know, there's this is the triples that you talk about, right? Like, there should be wealth and security for dudes who are really good, not just the seven yeah. or five guys yeah. that we think can win. Well, I was talking to the the pitcher from the Philadelphia Phillies was at press day, Aaron Nola, and he doesn't know who Chris Betts was, but um, – he was asking me about the salaries of the guys. He was asking me what they make, and I was telling him, like, mm-hmm. hey, man, the top guys are four or five million. He's like, oh, really? Like, really? Like, oh, wow. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it drops fast. I said, the uh, 10th place guys maybe make 150K, you know? And he's just like, yeah. what? You know, and I was, thinking, yeah. I was thinking of, you know, Colt Nichols is probably 150 all in, you know? Uh, same with Savachi. So I was like, yeah, it drops fast, but, you know, yeah. I've always wondered though, is this a, is this the, I always wonder if it's the same percentage. Is it, if your top guy's making 40 million a year, the yeah. equivalent guy is making the same percentage less, but that's still yeah. $4 million. Yeah, whatever it is. Or is or, the, the drop off actually steeper? And, someone, and, someone better at math than me could. RJ's making 300 and, you know, uh, Billy Frank's making 40, right? Like in 87. Oh, yeah, but I like, even mean compared to major league sports. Oh, oh I thought you meant just the ratio in our sport. Right. No, yeah. I mean like yeah, in MLB, yeah, if the it. best pitcher is making $40 million and the borderline making it guy is making $4 million, is that actually the same percentage yeah. drop? Got it. Um, between the top and barely making the main. And right. Savachi's in the middle there. but Yep, uh, but we we got to yeah. get him a better parking spot, and Rick is working on things. My guy, Rick. Uh, you've, you've been on the Rick program from day one. Yep. No, he said on Twitter that uh, Pulpamex will let everybody know. Oh, God. He's, you're his personal media guy. Ah, just, you know, 
not personal media guy, but I think he recognizes the level of integrity that I bring. You wait and see the level of integrity I bring live announcing okay. next week. All right, the I can't Super wait. Super Motocross World Championship right. in Oakland. I can't wait. Um, I will be rejecting suggest. I will be doing it my way. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Independent voice. Well, you know, I always liked the live announcers. You know me. I always always supported the oh. live guys for years. <laughs> so, yeah, we even uh, brought up some of the ones of the past over the weekend. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 We rehashed some of the old days. Oh, to, we to did. Lewis Phillips, his entire journey <laughs> to the United States, I believe, has been crowned by some of the talk of the old days. <laughs> That was great. Uh, great. All right. Uh, Colt Nichols 11th, or actually Craig 10th. Craig fell down. He had his best qualifying of the year so far. His 10th isn't where he wants to be. He had a small tip over in the main. But, like, it's coming, I feel like. It's getting a little better. And it's slow rolling. But, like, he should be where Justin Cooper is, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's not there yet. But he feels better. So It's so weird. Um, Yeah, it was better. But it has to just be such a weird thing. Yeah, I, I talked to him quite a bit at press day about how he's riding so good during the week. It has to be so weird. He ends up getting lapped late in the race, and Webb goes by him. And it has to be so weird because you know that there are 20-minute motos during the week multiple times where Craig has beaten Webb. Has to have been the case. Of course. Right? Yes, 100%. Right. Right. And it has to be like, what in the li- how is how am I, how am I getting lapped? I can literally ride as fast as guy. I've done it seven times in the last two months. Right. It's uh, got to be so yeah. weird. But, you know, you live the test track thing as a factory mechanic. Like, I used to not believe it until I saw it in my own eyes when it's like, well, who's faster? Oh, it's hard to say. It changes every day. Dude, I've seen it. I know you've seen it. Yeah. It really is different. You know, Red Dog was never really the quickest. So it was Villaman oh, and, no. and Chad were the quickest. Like And Yogi, a little bit <laughs> Yogi when he was around, but... No. I don't remember Red ever being the quickest. Red was ever just throwing down. I don't remember that. No heaters. No against Chad. Not, not a big heater guy. No. Not a big heater. Guy. No. No. Um, no. Uh, One day when Dunge was super cool going into beginning of the 2017 season, uh-huh. Dunge was just so I don't know, just relaxed about everything. He's like, we had press day, and he's like, hey, we're gonna ride tomorrow if you want to come out and ride. I'm like, okay, or watch. And I'm like, okay. And it was him, Marv, and Anderson, and. First moto of the day, Anderson whooped their asses, and I was like, whoa, look out for Anderson this year. And then I swear he was the third best in the second moto of the day. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, when they say it varies every time. Right. They ain't kidding. I guarantee you Sexton's – or sorry, Craig has gone faster than Webb plenty of times. Yep. And, and Plessinger, and look at them. Uh, Nichols 11th, didn't notice him, really. It's a sweet spot no. for Colt Nichols. Uh, AC 12th. He was uh, spicy. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. He was on the board. He was on top mm-hmm. of the board for a while. Then he was mm-hmm. second. Uh, he was up there in the main. He went down the whoops. He had the second fastest lap of the night. Mm-hmm. Also, so yeah, coming around. AC. It is, but man, I just see him crash in the whoops, and I'm just like, don't, man. And I know eventually. Ah. Well, first of all, there's only so much you can control. I mean, yeah, it's easy to say don't crash. That's the that's his it's first kind of the- crash in five rounds in the main, right? Has he crashed in a main yet? I don't believe Wait, so. Yeah, he had a bunch of – he had crashes at Anaheim practice. Oh, yeah, he's crashed, but in the main. I think. Oh, no, no, you're right. In Houston, he almost died in the whoops, but he did save it. Okay. Um, yeah, but, I mean, if, there's only so much not crashing you can do. It's not – I always say they don't have calculators on the handlebars. But I just – every time I see him hit the ground, I'm like, no, yeah. don't do it. 
I think he's. But yes, he I, was definitely. Roddy I think better. he's coming back. I think this is the start. I told him that. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we're all here for it. Yeah, we are. We are definitely all here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Hill, thirteenth. He absolutely clobbered Dino in the last turn, and oh. like just smoked him. Which well, literally, because that's all I saw. Yeah, was smoke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The hose came off, or water pump, or whatever. Dean went flying. Um, a little aggressive for thirteenth in the four fifty class, right? <laughs> like, right? Are we are we agreeing on that? A little aggressive. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what happened, and then yeah. I heard after the race. He just Sorry, came in on the inside, was. like so. Justin just came in on the inside, you know. Dino this was this last turn, last just turn. like yep. Lawrence and Thrasher, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, yep. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where the line is drawn. Like, how how do you decide that? Like, okay, last chance qualifier transfer, go for it. Race win, go for it. Thirteenth, don't. I, I don't know what. The- yeah, I think if you were to ask Dino or Justin Hill or any of these guys, they'd be like, yeah, no, I don't care. I mean, seriously, the per- the purse difference of those positions no. is tiny. Right. 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 It's like a hundred dollars difference. I yeah. guarantee you, Dino is not happy. Yeah. You're, like if you're Dino, you're saying you'd be like, I'll just if you want yeah. it that bad, yep. Yep. I would rather you just pass yep. me than yep. I'll let you beat me. I'll let you beat me if you somehow can signal that you were going to T-bone me. You can just have the point and the hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. 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 And a uh, Dean, I don't know. At one point, he was riding really well. He was. He lost. The, I don't think he fell. I, okay. I said to Lewis, I'm like, tired maybe. I, yeah. something. I said to Lewis, look at Dino. He was like eighth. Yes. Yeah. Dude, yeah. it was by far the best I've seen him ride this year. Yep. Yep. Because um, the military race, it's cool. I like it. When you look at the stuff up close, it does look cool. Mm-hmm. But from far away, you can barely figure out who's who. Yeah. Because their bikes look different. Their gear looks different. Although, shout out. Shout out. Box from our friends at Fly Racing today shows up on my doorstep. Mm. It was awesome. It was Re- the same gear I just uh, saw on television. I'm really surprised after the things you've done to them that you would still get some gear. Well, I, I, I'm still okay, but my son, <laughs> Jason Thomas, is beating up your kid. I thought, I thought, I thought it, it extended to you and Elisa and I, I everybody. I thought so. Trust yeah, me, I was, right. I was worried. Anyway. I'm saying with the military appreciation, we had, you know, white bikes that were yeah. supposed to be red and the Pondas look cool up close, you know, Lawrence and Nichols and Sexton's bike, but they don't pop when you're looking at them from the stands. It's like you barely even can. If Hunter Lawrence didn't have the red plate and Sexton didn't have the blue boots, I wouldn't even, I couldn't even find them. That's probably why you didn't see Nichols. Yeah. I, I don't know. I got, I got caught into this into this game where I would go under these trucks and they would ask me what they thought of the bikes. What do you think? What do yeah. you think? Yeah. And, and I'm just like, eh. Like club guys oh. ask me, Honda ask me, pro circuit guys ask me. I'm just like, eh. Like, I, I, it's, whatever. And, and it's a rhetorical question, Steve. Yeah, I know. And then I, I think. The answer is it looks great. Right. Everyone was a little pissed at me. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't know. I just, I, like, know, I, I learned, uh, yeah. When Honda let the riders pick their own fonts yep, last year, yep. I thought Hunter's font the first time I saw it was very strange. And I did not know that he loved it. And he drove it home. He mentioned again to you yes. just last night. Mm-hmm. He loves his number font. Yeah. I so it was like he's – yep. I, I couldn't get over the nine on his graphics being outside of the number plate than the six wasn't. And they weren't having that. Honda was not hearing that. Like they didn't want to hear my subtle criticism. Same thing. So I learned. I'm like, that's it. I will never have criticism. I did not know he was like going to bed at night with those like preprints. <laughs> like I, 
didn't really care that much. And then, damn it, I listened to your interview a year and a half later from yeah. last night, and he's like, I just love my 96 that I made or picked so yeah. much. I'm like, oh, God, he really likes it. Damn I just, it. I like it should have never said that. I just like it because it's different. Like, different font is cool. But um, yep. anyways, uh, yeah, Justin Hill cleaned out Dino. But it did help his brother Josh get a spot, too. So maybe that was it. Maybe he was it was like um, oh. you know, like uh, what, what what wrestlers were brothers? The 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 Bushwhackers. Yeah. Okay. Good Bushwhackers. Oh no, the uh, the Rougeau brothers from Canada. Oh. Okay. So yeah, yeah. they're helping out a brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, that was the uh, Josh Hill ride that we could have had all year. That was way better. Yeah. Yeah. Cade. Yep. Cade. Uh, oh yeah. Took him out in the heat. Probably not happy with him, but he made it in the LCQ. So. Um, Fantasy team, thanks you. Uh, I had Freddie. Yep. I had Freddie throwing it away and qualifying in both. Both. He, it's just unbelievable. Yep. Um, yep. Benny Bloss got a fourth in the heat. I think really good job for Benny. Just he had a mm-hmm. non-eventful day. Benny Bloss just non-eventful. <laughs> just <laughs> we need some of those. But and then now the Chiefs are one, so he's probably hammered right now. Um, but, <laughs> what about Jeff Bloss? I'm, I'm sure Jeff is hammered too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know yep. Jeff is. He's got his shirt off. He's downtown Kansas City. He's karate City. kicking people. He's karate kicking light posts. He's, pro- <laughs> he's probably windmilling people, like taking, grabbing people's heads and windmill- windmilling them around. He's probably got Mahomes painted on his chest. So, Yep. Uh, he, he donated his ankle. I think he gave Mahomes his ankle on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, McElrath, not a good night, 17th. Um, him and Chiz were just – just riding out there. Just chizzing. <laughs> they, there was not a lot of intensity because I had chiz on my fantasy team. Not <laughs> a lot of intensity from McElrath or Chiz. So, you know. Uh, I guess somebody after the race tried to steal a hep rear wheel. A kid, yes, gra- I heard this. kid the grabbed hell? the wheel and took off running, and they tracked him down. <laughs> Brooks probably beat the kid to within an inch of his life, and they got the wheel back. Yeah. Yeah, that was all the talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cade, Cade, uh, I bought Cade an A-Ray dinner on Friday night. Yeah, unbelievable. What What are you doing? Just helping out privateers, man. I mean, the bill was – I, I even told A-Ray you could have just – you could have taken him to Burger King. They would have appreciated it. <laughs> That's probably a good point, but I don't want to go to Burger King. <laughs> Steak dinner? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a nice oh, guy. Unbelievable. Yeah, and then A-Ray brought his fiance, and I'm like, she can have bread and water. But no, we got, <laughs> we, we got her a fillet, too. But yeah, helping out privateers, man. You know? Taking them out there. I, sh- I should take Justin Cooper out. Uh, that's what I need to do. That's what you need to do. Yeah, that's I what you need to do, yeah. You need to take him to Charlie's Steakhouse. So, I, uh, I mean, look, I know 99.9% of the people on Earth would just end it with, like, Steve, that's awesome that you did that for those guys who took going to steak dinner, but I'm the 0.1%. Mm-hmm. What are you yeah. doing yeah. spending that well, kind of money? Come can, on, Can Steve. we talk about your $95 suit jacket? Uh, $95. Well, you are the cheapest human being alive, and you spent $95 to be on TV. Well, I mean, the list price at Joseph A. Bank was $399, and here's the thing. So I go to the clearance rack. That's the only thing I even looked on, and – Mostly it was – I just was told sport coat and pants we didn't need – it's not suit. They did not want matching suit pants. Mm-hmm. But I noticed some of the sport coats did include suit pants. So I'm like, well, for sure I'm getting the one that the suit pants. So when I do need a suit, I'll have pants. Mm-hmm. I'm, am, am I going to buy a $95 jacket or a $95 jacket and pants? And they're like, well, when do you need this? I'm like, oh, I'll buy – I leave tomorrow. And they're like, well, we can't you know, uh, tailor these pants by then. I'm like, I don't need the pants. 
give me the pants in a month. I just need to leave with the jacket today, but I will be back for those pants. So I feel like 95 bucks, I did. I actually lived up to my rep. I feel like I did quite well. It's shocking. You, the things you've done and changed since the selling out. It, so, I, so Money talks. Okay, so again, I'm not real familiar with dressing up. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with this. I'm not sure you're aware. Uh, so that's not a suit. That's just a jacket. Like I'm it's confused. A suit when the pants, the pants matching the jacket, then it becomes a suit. If it's the same, but don't you need, exact a, sh- don't you need a shirt and a tie then too to match everything? You could have pants and a non-matching jacket with a shirt and tie. That's just when you're wearing a coat or a sport coat. Oh, it only becomes a suit when the pants and jacket are an exact match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so a suit. Oh, so a suit. I thought a suit was the whole thing, the whole thing. Je- shirt, tie. Jacket, pants, everything matches. Or, I mean, you know, or, or clashes nicely, you know, something like that. Like, I didn't. Well, yeah. It would, but the point is, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, a suit would include a shirt and a tie. I mean, you're not going to wear a jacket and pants only. You would definitely have a dress shirt in addition. Uh, but the whole thing that turns it from sport coat to okay. uh, suit is pants. Right. And uh, again, look, I'm just maybe a small percentage ahead of the rest of the motocross industry, which barely or. or or as like you probably never has worn this stuff. I'm not saying I do it on a daily basis, but it is one of the highest pressure situations in the world when you go into those stores and you have no clue what you're asking for, looking for, or what looks good, but you got to at least pretend. It's kind of like going to the motorcycle dealership. You know how intimidating that would be for a first timer? Yeah, That's probably. what going into these, you, we don't, Yeah, but if you're a new guy and you don't know anything about air filters or oil or even what the bikes are, you're kind of probably going to get laughed out of the building. And man, it was some serious pressure when I couple every couple of years something like this happens. I get some TV thing where I need new clothes, and I, I'll give you an example. People have a suit size. There's a completely different size that's a number just for your size of suit. Huh. Um, so if you don't know that, you're a moron. But none of us know it. So you're just kind of trying to – Oh, that's like a 52 long or 46 short, yeah, yeah, whatever that yeah, number is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. thought it was a 40 regular. It turns out I'm more of a 38 or 39. But okay. the point is you ask the guy and then you know that question's coming. And then you're like, how do I sidestep the answer to not tell the guy that I actually don't know anything about any of this? Wow. That's okay. tough. Yeah. yeah. So it was high pressure. All right. Well, now anyway, we know. Ninety-five yeah. bucks. Yeah. Well, you too. wore a suit to Coy's uh, uh, memorial thing. I was like, holy shit, he's in a suit for that. Jeez. Like, you know, again, I was not in a suit. So, yeah. Um, you had Chuck Taylors on yeah. and shorts at the Feld dinner. <laughs> but you thought that was big time. It was shorts, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. the, the, the Chuck Taylors, I only pulled those out for special occasions <laughs> no it is true any formal occasion you've ever been that's when you wear the chuck yeah Taylors. yeah when yeah. i'm like a live show like the like the like the race rex live shows like the chucks come out dress, yep. dressing up they, they, it's chuck taylor's they get shined and brought out oh, God. for the lot for the, the chuck taylor's are your dress shoes yeah yeah um all right uh good job for hard Hog back in the main event after a few weeks off john short back in again as well um, so yeah, we're, uh, that's where we're at. Did you, is that two for hard dog Harlan? <coughs> two, two for hard dog. Yeah. He made a one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He needed that. Cause I think the a one was a bit of a surprise cause he had not even raced four fifties. 
So I feel like he needed one quickly to prove that was not a fluke. Oh, so yeah. I thought that was big. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Did he make San Diego? No, he didn't make San Diego. So yeah, no. no. Good job no. for Hard Dog. Um, yeah. Hey, did you? Um, you didn't. Well, oh yeah. So we did the Fly Live show. Uh, <clears throat> JT would not let me extend the time ten minutes to try my Honda catering that Kiefer and I had come up with. But and you and then I was asking you and you came and you ate at the Feld thing, of course. So, oh, big staff dinner. Yeah, yeah, we had Urban Cantina catered for the f- Honda factory. Honda let Kiefer and I pick the the restaurant. This is ridiculous that this is going on. Was... That the team manager they're trying to win a championship here, with Chase Sexton. They're leaving both 250 series, and the team manager is communicating with you as to how to meet your needs. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was great. Local Tampa place. It was fantastic. Was it good? Yeah, it was really good. It was like a taco bar with tortillas, and yeah, it was strong. So. Oh, so buffet again, yeah. just like yeah. Thursday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So thanks to Lars for letting us do that, you know? No, I did corner Lars. You were there, and I'm like, I don't agree that you should be interacting with this Steve Mathis here. He, you've got way more important things to do. And he's like, no. Steve tells us what to get catered, and that's one less thing I've got to do. Takes a, takes a load off his mind. It does. Yep. He can go back to worrying about forks and shocks and all yep. those things. Yep, absolutely. So hopefully, okay. we, hopefully we get another shot at it. Um. Do you get if if Sexton finally you know breaks through and you know wins you know under pressure and all that? Do you get thanked on the podium for helping you know keep the team? I hope so. Bef- before yeah. the other guy, before the other guy. I mean, I'm captain of the Sexton ship, so. Oh, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, okay. a, I have a co-captain. I I explained the weekend. This weekend, I broke it down with, to the guy. Oh, okay. There's a co-captain and a captain, and I'm captain. He's co-captain. Okay. He didn't like. I that. know you're tight with his agent. I right. know you're tight with his agent. Oh. Yeah, the I'm very much. I'm very much on the other side of the rope. Yep. 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 Well, I'm you, on the web wagon. You, you're in the sexton ship. You, We're battling. You should not have done what you did in the Racer XPV videos. You should not have done that. That was basically you know, a crime um, against humanity. When Sexton won at I'm two, the agent did reach out to us and say, mm-hmm. "Episode two, huh?" Yeah. Yep. So I'm telling you, last night, I had the text queued. Oh. I was ready. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Webb beat him. Yeah. But I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's a rough way to lose. Uh, so I'm willing to be the bigger man. I will okay. let them yeah. dance on my grave, Yeah. but I will not fight back. Okay, fair enough. That's very classy of you. Yeah. I am nonviolent I, I think, my protest. I think if that's me, I send that text. So, <laughs> no, yeah, that's just sure. me. But <laughs> um, All right, uh, that's the 450 class from uh, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Thank you to the folks at uh, Fly Racing, of course. The LE Stealth stuff is out now. Motorsport.com are your local dealer. Looks really good, as you can see it out there. We just got a set already. I think I, I have a set coming my way also. Uh, so thank you to Fly Racing. Thank you, Renthal on Maxis, of course, and also Motorsport.com. You can get Maxis. You can get Renthal. You can get Cobolinks. You can get Fly Racing at Motorsport.com. Free shipping on everything over 79 bucks, And uh, dedicated team of gearheads there to take your order. Great return policy. Street bike stuff. E-bike stuff, dirt bike stuff, motorsport.com. If you order anywhere else online for your motorcycle parts, well, you're just you're just an idiot. Just try motorsport.com. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just figured I'd go there. Um, try motorsport.com and let me know what you think. All right. Also, thanks to the folks at Cobolinks. Pulpamex is the code to save. Free shipping and a discount with the code Pulpamex at Cobolinks.com. K-O-U-B-A links.com. It's a lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. So if you're shorter of stature, you want to have a little bit more confidence in your bike, your suspension be a little more plush, try Cobolinks on your bike and uh, yeah, 
you get the use the code PUBLEMEX to get a discount. You'll never ever be happier. So thanks to those guys and also we Onyx. Yeah, Onyx Maps. Um, one of the cool things about it is you can filter all these different trails if you're a mountain biker, a hiker, backcountry in general, and more importantly on the off-road side, if you get the Onyx off-road uh, app is that you can find single track, which means it'll be dirt bike only, which means you don't have to deal with UTVs come sliding around corners at 40 miles an hour, and they weigh a lot more than your dirt bike. So it's cool that the off-road power sports world has really blown up because UTVs give people access that couldn't participate before, but it can get a little scary. So you can get dirt bike only trails, and to my, much to my benefit, we'll give you a discount, 20% off, Type in the code RACERX, all lowercase, one word, RACERX, and uh, give it a try, 20% off. It's a way better app to find places to ride than Google Maps. And trust me, I know, because I've literally, to find places for my kids to ride, there are times I will just go to Google Maps and look around looking for dirt bike, like actual, you know, photos of ruts. Really? This is better than you that. will do that? Wow. Okay. Yeah, you know, though, it's it's been my dream because in New Jersey, that's how you rode. We, we didn't have Google Maps back then, but it was just like, I heard if you go over here, there's a place and you can park and no one will know and just ride and then get out. That was <laughs> riding in New Jersey. Well, you uh, you went back to Canada over the summer. Didn't you ride a place like that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Just random piece of ground. Yep. Yeah. So that's to me, that's ingrained in my head is that's how you go riding. The idea of like going to an actual track. Plus, they charge you to ride, Steve. Yeah, they do. Yep. Yeah. I remember when I went, we went to Southwick, and Dowdy took us to a place. And he was like, yeah. park at the grocery store, <laughs> ride down the two-lane road behind the grocery store, turn right at the, the bushes, and there's a sand track <laughs> in there. We're like, what? <laughs> you know, it's basically like that, right? Like, you're basically – and it's, it's like, get, like once you park, get dressed and haul ass out of the grocery store. Yeah, how are you? I, that sounds like, I'm like you're just is, waiting for it. This is John Dowd going riding with us. This is what Dowdy did to win nationals. This is what he was doing. So, but yeah. I mean, anyone listening to this podcast probably nod right now. When you find those places, that's usually the best riding that there is. Yeah, yeah. Your rough piece of ground there in Canada is great, probably right. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, it's great. Uh, all right. Um, so two fifties. Nate Thrasher is first podium. That's not a win in his career. Oh, he either wins. Or he's off the podium. Oh, uh, wait. Is that what this was? He just finally wanted to get that, get ahead of that? Yeah. I think he really just slowed down and yes. uh, and wanted to just end up on the podium. Because this would have been another Nate Thrasher uh, win that we would have been like, oh, yeah, 14th last <laughs> week, wins <clears throat> this week. But, no, <clears throat> look, um, I looked at his lap times, and to me, this is more of a case of Hunter – being really good than Thrasher choking this away in my mind. Like, okay, so I had a little bit of issue with his last lap through the sand. Like he was doing really well on the outside, all race, crushing it, doing well. I think inside and outside were about the same. Obviously, if you screwed up either one, it, it was costly, but it didn't look any quicker to me to go inside or outside. And he just panicked and went inside and, you know, didn't quite know what he was doing because he hadn't hit that line probably for a while. And then, you know, sent it over the berm. And so I, and then he drag raced Hunter down. And instead of going inside or outside, he goes middle, you know, like where, where there's no berm and, and you're just in, and, and you're leaving the inside open. Like I have questions about his racecraft at the end. But overall, I'm not going to say, hey, Thrasher threw this thing away. Hunter took it. Hunter rode great to take it from Thrasher. That's my prevailing thought on that. 
Yeah, I think I'll agree with that. It's just that Hunter's start happened to be so bad and Thrasher's start happened to be so good that it almost took 15 laps. Like, if they start together and Hunter just wins, you know, because he's just faster, Mm -hmm. right, it would be like, well, Thrasher rode good, he got second. But it was like the timing couldn't have been better of like he was just far enough back with just enough time to get to him on the last lap to make it look like he choked. But really it was just, yeah, one guy probably just rode a little better. Um, I mean, I'm sure – Maybe, maybe Thrasher was managing with five minutes to go and would say, like, ah, damn it, I shouldn't have done that. I should have just kept going as hard as I could, maybe. Um, my issue is more, okay, and, and we could talk, the 250 LCQ is the same with Marshall Welton. I, this is one of my pet peeves. Not as bad as predicting mud races on Tuesday. Not that bad. Not as bad as saying, well, one guy will go 1-1 one, one, and the other guy will go 2-2, two, two, and that's six points predicting that in advance. Steve, I hate when people say, why did the guy leave the door open? Bowl turns, 180-degree corners. You cannot protect the inside all the way around the corner. You can't. They're designed to prevent that from happening. I don't know what Thrasher was supposed to do. He tried to go as far to the right on the inside as he could. And if you go to the right on the entrance to the corner, if you're on the inside of the entrance, you're going to be on the outside of the exit. No, you just versa. no, you just go to the inside and creep around it and pivot and and on off the table and there you go. You just have to be committed one way or another. I think what he okay. did was the wrong thing cuz he wasn't committed one way or the other. Like there's what a What he ch- committed to was trying to go into the turn as fast as he freaking could. Yeah, but that's what he did then he ended up in the middle, which is the worst thing. So like you okay, so if Hunter comes out of the left and Hunter's yeah. like you have to make a choice. I'm going in or out. And if Hunter yep. commits to going to the outside and Thrasher, because he thinks well, Thrasher. He I mean, Hunter was definitely going to be on the inside. Yeah. No, but I'm just Thrasher saying. Thrasher punted in, him right, over there. In a, normal, the in a normal situation. Like, okay. Yes. Like, you're going to lose that battle if you creep around the inside and the guy rails the berm. You will probably yeah. lose. Yep. But on the other hand, if you go, if you commit to the outside, you also may lose. So, like, but you just have to pick a pick one in my mind. And Thrasher picked neither. Right, because I want to see someone. I want to see someone. I feel like I've watched a lot of races for a long time. I want to see this mythical. I managed to go on the inside of the one eighty from the beginning, middle, just, and end. Of I the just corner. watched it. Kay Clayson just did it in the LCQ. He went uh, in the LCQ or heat. Uh, he went tight, tight, tight. Rolled the jump. You know, got on and off, and like it was slow, but he had there was literally nothing anybody could do if you were behind him. Welton was. Up against the tough block. The tough block was on his right. I need to watch right the well, I need to watch that again. Yeah, I was very angry about so that. So the other guy just said, okay, then I will just cut across to the apex. I won't even touch the berm. I will not even touch the berm. Right. I will just use you. You can't do that because if you do that, you'll go off the track. I can because yeah. I can use you I can use as, you as a berm. berm. Right. No. Yes. I, absolutely. But then you yes. can cut so down. So Hunter was the same thing. Now, Hunter did such a good job sliding in there. He didn't end up needing to use Thrasher as a berm because he was masterful getting in there. But he also could have. He he, the second place dude has the option of using you I'm, as a berm. I'm just saying, in my mind, Thrasher yeah. took the worst option of the three: tight inside, outside berm rail, and cut down. Right, wait for the guy and cut yeah. down, um, or you know, do what he did, which was sort of float by the inside, not use the berm, and float out to the to the crappy exit of the corner. Right, like. I don't know. I just you got to be committed one way or another in those situations when you know it's like last turn. Here I go. 
But you can absolutely charge down there and pivot on the inside. What's the guy going to do? If he had done that, what would Hunter do? Because he, like you said, he was already on the inside because of the way he got thrown out there from the collision, right? So it's like a place dude can always break later because he can always just hit you. If you're the leader, you can't. You have to eventually get on the brakes or you'll go off the track and get yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. But, but if guy you just, just be like, whatever you do, I'm just going to leave the brakes off one more second. But and then, as long as I'm on your right. It, Think, or even behind you, you think I will just hit you. you I will just okay. hit you. All right, fair enough. Yeah, he, yeah. he will just T-bone you, I guess. True. Um, right, and okay, Hunter didn't do that, but, no. you know, but you can't. Thrasher yeah. doesn't know that he's not going to do that. Right. I just had an issue with the sand turn and the last turn for Hunter's, or, or sorry, for Thrasher's racecraft. I feel like Thrasher could have done it better because in the end, Hunter didn't even need to hit him um, to right. get him. But by the way, Hunter couldn't clear the jump. And Thrasher almost repassed yeah, him. Almost got him back. Yeah. Well, that's why I like, feel like those corners are designed to make it very, very difficult to make it impossible for the guy behind you to pass. It's literally the nature of the turn is designed so the guy in second has multiple ways to pass you. So I always get bothered when people are like, the guy in front was a complete idiot. And I'm like, the way the corner is built is to make it very, 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 very hard to hold the guy off. Yeah, I just, I just think, uh, just choose one, just choose one. Yeah. Don't take the mushy middle, which is what Thrasher did. But he also blew the inside of the sand turn, like just because I think he yes. hadn't been taking it. So if he just yeah, takes that sand panicking. turn, right? Yeah. He's just panicking. If he just takes that inside, yeah. then what? What is yep. you know? I, I don't know. But good job. Yeah, but the again, lead he had yeah. on Hunter going into the sand. I mean, he was he had ten bikes length, ten bike lengths on him entering yeah. the sand. I just think that, um, yeah, I, I, I just think that Hunter took this one away with great riding, and Thrasher didn't choke. Except the, the last two turns, you're saying. But overall. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was, two things two so things to be true. I did not rewatch the two of these because of the Super Bowl. Uh, mm -hmm. Was Hunter's pass on Mosman anything to be, like, controversial? Because I didn't catch it. I just saw Mosman lying on the ground. No, nah, I don't think so. I mean, anytime a rider goes down, I'm sure there's a chance you could say that. But it was like there were two or three laps, I think, where Hunter would get to his right side and just not quite get in there deep enough to make it happen. So eventually it's just like, all right, I'm, maybe I'll go in six inches deep you know, or leave the brakes off six inches more the next time around, and maybe it'll work. Um, I don't think it was nuts yeah. at all. Yeah, I think um, it's, Like I said, it's the nature of the corner. Right. It's designed to make it easy for the guy to pass you. This is why we love 180s and hate 90s. You can uh, cover an entire 90. You can't cover an entire 180. Max Hansi, another podium. He was fastest again in the, in the second session. Yep. <laughs> what the hell is going on? I know. It's it's good job, Firepower Honda guys. Yeah. Really. yeah. Now, Max mentioned you, you interviewed him too after the race, right? Yep. They were running the rain setup, and it was making the bike run hot. Oh, I did, he didn't slow. tell me that. No, he didn't tell me that. Oh, okay. So he said in the press conference. I don't know if it was, you know, putting tape in the airbox or radiator, who knows. But he said eventually the bike was getting hot because they thought it was going to rain. And he admits they're a small team. They don't have all the experience, technology, knowledge, whatever. Um, what did he tell you that Marty's in there dynoing at 1030 at night it, in MTS? It sounds like Marty is the glue. Yeah. <laughs> he is, man. It's awesome to see it. It's, but yep. I didn't anyway, ha I, didn't I don't have... think Anstey beats Hunter anyway. He's no. going to get third anyway yeah, yeah. if the bike's running right. So it's still great. He was Lewis Phillips was waiting for an interview with Max 
And you know that Lewis is going to talk to Max. You know that that's you know major importance. Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. he's crushing it, mm-hmm. and you know Lewis mm-hmm. is the number one UK journalist. Max is over here crushing it. Even Lewis got so tired of waiting for Max's interview to finish that he just walked off. And I don't know if I've ever oh seen God. anything sadder in my life. Oh. The, the the Brit giving up on the other Brit. It just it oh. really it really pained me to see Lewis just trudge off. Oh, I, I Lewis. Leaves his life and his family behind to move here to cover Supercross. Mm-hmm. And his guy gets a podium in Supercross and he does not talk to him. Just walks off. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. Really, really sad. Um, Hayden, wow. Hayden Deegan. Dude. 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 First of all, big one in practice. Uh, yeah. Fine, though. He's fine from that. Wins the heat and just runs wow. a steady fourth. Like, yeah. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is the problem with, with Deegan is that there's so much talk about Deegan and that leads to lovers and haters and all this is that he was never being spoken about as like, he's just good. Like he's just good. He's just the next big hot amateur with talent, with heart, with work ethic on a good team. He's just the next good guy. Instead, it was like the, is he really good? I don't know if he's good. Is he overhyped? Is he underhyped? Is this, yeah. is this a marketing machine? <clears throat> All this talk has obscured the fact that, like, if he didn't, if he wasn't Hayden Deegan, yeah. and he was just kicking ass at amateur races, you'd be like, well, he's a really good rider. Yeah. He probably should be doing good. I, I remember I asked you that exact question, like, last year or whatever. I was like, dude, like, for real, like, you know, is he good? And you're like, yep, yep, he's going to be good. Uh, like, like, He's like, a thousand percent <clears throat> legit. I right, mean, I've like, seen him. 65 races in the mud at Loretta's, like, yeah. kicking ass in the mud from California. I'm like, this kid has legit skills. This should never even be a question. Yeah. Is he good? But yeah. no. I think that's what you say. We're in 2023. Half the people probably want to want him to suck. And half the people want him to win. Yeah. So we got all this cloud over the fact that he's freaking good on a dirt bike. And he, look, we all know at some point he's going to have a bad race. There's no way. This this won't you know he might win yep. before he has a bad race, but he will have some bad races. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying he's invincible, he, but he's impressive. Yeah. And and like I yeah. don't care about amateur stuff. I don't care about vlogs. Yeah. And and I'm I'm a crusty yep. old guy. That's that's like show me, show me. And that's that's how I am, right? And yeah. And there's there's certain riders in the pits that are just vlogger guys that I I got no time for. I, I, I like racers. I, I cover racing. That's what I do, right? Okay. Um, and this kid's a racer. He he's he's good. He's in shape. He works hard. He's got a yeah. lot of heart. Like yeah, I'm I'm yep. here for I'm here for him through the two races. So yeah, and you know I we could go <coughs> an entire separate podcast just about this, but I think part of the hate is like there's an assumption that oh is he only good because he has money and connections? You. You cannot in any sport, I believe, at the highest level, you have to have heart. It has to be inside you. It just – there's no amount of money that could ever in a sport that's this risky and takes this kind of fitness. You just have to have it. It has to be in your soul, and he does. So I, I'm sure many people question that, like, oh, is he only good because he's ri-? – it doesn't help at all. It doesn't – it wouldn't get him to this point if yeah. he just had a rich dad or a rich family or a famous name. No, I mean, there's dude. been a lot of those kids in the, throughout the years. Oh, rich yeah. dads? Yeah. yeah. I think your guy Weimer used to say all the time, he's like, those are the ones that never made it because, you know, 
you got to be racing for different reasons than that. So I never, ever, ever doubted it. I mean, I didn't necessarily know he was going to do this good right off the bat. No, but, but yeah, yeah. He's the next big thing. He is. Yeah, yeah. he's yep. really impressive through two races for sure. Uh, J-Mart, fifth. So J-Mart was uh, still said he's, you know, he's kind of like, I'm, I didn't race for a long time. He's told me that twice, you know, like yep. definitely wants to get that out there that he's still feeling a little rusty and, you know, but he does think he can win races, which, I mean, so far I don't see him winning races right now, but I see him on the box. I, I you know, he can get on a podium right now. He's just a tick off, you know, so. Uh, yeah, he's maybe the like he's been in the results, right? He's been the yep. fifth, sixth, best guy. Yep. If you throw maybe Vial and Jordan Smith in there, yep. Um, so win would be tough. I, by the way, your interview with him, he sounds way more Minnesota accent than ever before. If, did you notice this? No, no, I didn't. I don't know what's going on there, but no. he sounds so darn. I've never heard him sound so Minnesota. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom Vial six. He crashed early in the main. Uh, Vial did, and then worked his way up to six. Mosman was up there and got knocked down. Uh, Hunter seven. did have some words kind of pointed Mosman's way. Mm. Um, he kind of said, like, look, we're battling for six early in the main. Like, you're making it – you're just slowing us down. You're not yeah. helping. So I think there was a little – A little, yeah. Uh, le- a little less guilt over that. <laughs> and, you, you know, what? Lawrence Brothers and Mosman had their issues yeah. already. I, uh, yeah. You know Will Hahn just as well as I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides well, – I No, I let him go. I let him That's go, That's true. Actually. You did, yeah. Uh, yeah. Besides me getting him in the flip-off game on Saturday and breaking his streak, nice. which is awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen him as mad after the after Tampa. He and Will is a happy guy, as you know, and mm-hmm. he was pissed, pissed about Arbarsha going down, pissed about Mosman getting taken out, you know, and not not oh. blaming and not blaming just riders in the wrong spot, you know, not riding smart, yeah. and that kind of stuff. He they not happy so. Well, I don't want to go nuts on two races here with Mosman, but this is this is not good. This is not good. No, no, because he hasn't even He's shown not. the flash on the board, right? Like, no, he was every bit as fast as Hunter last year. Yeah. Um, at one point, two or three years, two or three rounds into the season, it was like Craig's the best guy, and they're battling to be second and third best. Maybe they can start beating Craig. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Mosman did, and I thought he was every bit the equal of Hunter. And now, as of right now, they're not even close. Yeah, Hymas uh, eighth again. I think that I think I ate last week, right? I think he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. the seventh, eighth, yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, so Hymas eighth. Uh, He's been good. Yep. Jay yep. Owen ninth. Good job for Jay Owen on the Phoenix team. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's that's a good ride for him. Um, mm-hmm. Hardy, Hardy was qualified like I don't know twelfth or so tenth. Hardy qualified tenth, and then had to go to the LCQ and he won that. I didn't realize he got DQ'd in the uh, heat. Yeah, he got, he got the track. Yeah, uh, no, he got yeah. he got he got penalized one spot. Yep. Okay. So that gave Braswell the main event because um, he was tenth and Marty Hardy was mm-hmm. ninth, but then Hardy got dropped. So Hardy Munoz, everybody, um, good job for him. Hardy top ten, right? Yeah. Uh, Shock eleventh, Braswell twelfth. I didn't. I needed to go interview Braswell again, right? I should have. I should have make a weekly thing. Oh, I'm here for that. Yeah. I'd be on the Braswell ship if I were you. Yeah, yeah. The Braswell boat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Blos, zombie fell early in the sand and was way back. So, 13. Yeah, first zombie. lap. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jordan's bike broke, right? Jordan Smith? He crashed. Yeah, he I did his... run over to start at the yeah. end. He crashed. He came back. I don't What was he going to get? Sixth, fifth? I feel like, oh, okay. I feel like he was around Hymas, but no, he was higher than that. Yeah, I think so. Because okay. he was going through those guys. Um, who did he pass? 
Yeah, I feel like him and Vial were together, and he might have been ahead, and Vial got sixth. So there we oh, go. He made, he, it that, he made it that high up. He, yeah, okay. I think he did. But then, yeah, then I went to Star. I'm like, what happened? Is he hurt? And they're like, we had a technical issue in the last lap. I'm like, oh. oh. Ouch. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Nice, Mar- Marsalisi, Pappy, Talon Hawkins uh, went down to the sand, took forever to get going. Uh, Simonson, Natsuki, Hicks. You don't see Marshall Welton in there, but you will see him <sighs> on my Mix fantasy team. He flew into the wall. And then uh, also, yeah, um, Simonson really kind of, kind of played it right in that last turn. <laughs> so, well, it's really hard to play it right when you're in the lead. That's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't know what else, Marshall. But yes, I had him on the fantasy team. Yeah, I was shocked. I was so Marshall was only 13 percent pick trend. I thought that was breaking hearts all over America. But yeah, it was looking good. It was looking good. That would have been huge points. Good for Marsh. Yep, that was Simonson's first main, I think. No, he made it last week. Oh, he made it last week. Yeah. Oh, I thought I heard that on the broadcast. No. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I, no, I yeah. believe he made it last week. Let me look okay. real quick. He's on. Uh, he's on Cade's team. Uh, yeah, he made it. Wait, last so, week. Oh, yeah. you know that's what gets me, dude. The graphics. Oh. I'm like, he's on Cade's team. You're thinking. Oh, you're thinking yes. of Natsuki. Natsuki's first main because he's on the same team. Oh, maybe that's what I heard. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, Simonson, I would never have realized he was on Cade's team because even watching the replay of him uh, taking Marshall out, <clears throat> it doesn't look like Cade's bike. Oh, because that's the military-themed look. So speaking of teams, I couldn't find Savachi in the pits, and then I texted him. I'm just like, where are you? And he, yeah. he tells me I'm, – I'm just pulling this up. Oh, he says, I'm behind Future MX. And I'm like, is that a real team? <laughs> and he sends me a photo of a semi with Future MX on it. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I do. Um, because they're they're Florida team. Uh, Sam Nicolini does our social. Like I think their rider, she's dating Pooh Sipes. They were at their dinner on Thursday. Pooh is a mechanic for that team. Um, okay. Yeah, so they're like a Florida based team. Pooh's living down there. Can Pooh you tell Sipes, me? Remember, can you tell folks, me? Remember his privateer, Ryan Sipes' brother. Yep. Can you tell me one rider on their team? They refer to the riders as their like first names, like who's working for, and they say the first names, and I don't want to insult anybody or say that I don't have the knowledge that I probably should. So they say the first names of the riders, and I'm just like, oh, cool. Are you being serious right now? Yeah. So, I don't want to admit. I don't want to insult so them or Steve, myself and so, say, like, but who is that? So Steve worked for Timmy all those years? Well, luckily, if they had said Timmy, I would have known, oh, oh. Yeah, that would be Tim Ferry. Oh, but in this oh, case, it's I, like, I thought you meant who's like wrenching it, for Tyler or something? I, and I'm I like, oh, it. Tyler. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Tyler. I thought you meant yeah, uh, Tyler. Oh, here Tyler we go. Tyler is good. Here we go. I just pulled this up. So, Aiden Shiv. Shive. Okay, Future MX. Oh, that's Future MX? Yep. Well, shoot. He was riding well. Now we know. Oh, here's another one. Cole Bradford. I didn't hear Cole. Is there a Tyler? I'm getting there. They do a podcast also. I know that. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like that. Well, I think our buddy, you know who's going to know all about this? Hmm. Our guy, Seth Rarick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All, he is way in deep. He yeah. knows his team inside and out. Yeah. I am I, I follow the, the Jason Wygant um, theory of teams. Uh, I like that theory, and I, like, I embraced it. Like, sh- show me why I should follow up on your team. Yeah, I hate it. It's it's terrible that I, you know, it's insulting. No, it's not. It's, it's some, not insulting. It's it's 
Well, I'm sure these teams think that. Like, oh, they don't care. It was when Yamaha had like nine different support yeah, teams. Right. And I'm just like, one of them will emerge, and then I'll know who they are. I can't know all of them. Well, I, I thought Savachi, I, I said, is that a real team? And he sent me, like, so that's where I'm at. Like, well, you'll see in the future. It's not their yeah, time yet. Yeah, right, exactly. It's not their time. Yeah, in the future, I'll, I'll know what it oh, is. Oh, you'll know. Yeah. When, they're, when they become present, MX, <laughs> and they're right. kicking ass. No, uh, that Shive kid I have heard about. I didn't know he was on that team, but someone had pointed him out, like, yeah, fantasy purposes or something. He so. could have made it. Yeah. Yeah. He was riding well. Right. Yeah. Okay, so now we know Aiden. So next time I hear them reference Aiden. Yeah. I'll know who it is. Future MX. That's a Oh, Aiden shot. <laughs> of course I know. Duh. Yeah. 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 All right. I saw Cartwright. Um, oh. Cartwright didn't make the main this week. No, he didn't ride the, as good. Uh, as, yeah, he didn't ride as good as usual. No. Yeah, he was no. off. Well, Cade had given me this theory that he has so little pressure on him because he has a regular job. I and mean, the rest of these privateer animals are obviously living and dying by this. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, dude, what's up? Because Cade's like, I'm riding good, man. These guys are tough. And we're naming the names. And I'm like, oh, and also Cartwright. Like, what? Dude, he has stepped up. And he's like, yeah, I think he has no pressure. So then I ran that theory by Cartwright, and he kind of agrees. Mm. He's no pressure. Has a job. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, whatever, right? He's set. Yeah. Well, he's riding better yep. than ever. So not this weekend, Definitely. but generally, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. All right. Well, we're on to Oakland. Live announcing. Yep, I'm so going to be. What are the hours for this? Noon to noon to midnight, noon to eleven. Well, uh, like, I don't know if are... you know, Oakland's actually a dayish race. Oh, yes. Night right. show starts at 5 p.m. California, okay. so it can be on at 8 p.m. on TV, which was the original Oakland schedule in the race. I guaranteed was going to happen. So, wh- what's your schedule? How long do you have to talk? Uh, race day live through the end of the night. Well, there is a break in between, but. Uh, let me get this right. I think on a normal day, race day live starts at one thirty, and one of the mains end ten. Yeah, yeah. So one thirty to ten, and <laughs> then I think there's a break for an hour, like after the final practices or something like that. Yeah, you have to you have to be able to yeah. eat something or whatever, right? Yeah, but um, but uh, no, I'm not, I'm not I'm not worried. I'm going to show the world are you, side they have never seen. Are you going to yell like "Let's get it on"? Hundred percent. I want to show the world that I've got skills they have never even known. Like they think I can, you know, they they just think I'm an actor. They don't know I can sing and dance. This is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, it's like when one of these guys does like one of these well, musical movies, and you're like, wow, I thought this guy was like an action star, but he can sing. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, like like look at Stallone and Oscar. That went really well for him. Oh, yeah, that went really well. Bruce <laughs> you Bruce, Will- the- Bruce Willis had a CD out. Yeah, so you're right. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up that Stallone one. At uh, the Disney Hollywood Studios theme park. You'll love this as a Stallone guy. Um, they have like a fake, you know, the Hollywood uh, the Hollywood concrete where they – where you, there's like a thing in actual Hollywood, the Chinese theater, where yeah. everybody signs their name in the concrete, yeah. right? Yeah, So they have a Disney version, and it must be like for 10 years, anytime a celebrity came into the park, they'd be like, dude, it's a favor. We'll give you free tickets, but could you do this thing in the concrete? Uh-huh. So there's a Stallone one that says Sylvester Stallone Oscar. Oscar. Because uh, that's what he's known for. Yeah, absolutely. When you think Stallone, yep, yep. you think Oscar. You think Oscar. Yeah, no, that, that's you're right. That's exactly the one that nailed it right there. <laughs> so, Stallone's signature role. Our friend Lurch sometimes, I would say 
two out of three supercrosses drops a, a Pulp MX reference or Steve Mathis in there. So I look forward to that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. No, he really that's, does. He really does. That's asking a lot. Um, I I expect you to continue that that marketing. Well, I mean, we can negotiate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, I'll be honest. I don't want to burst anybody's bubble here, but there's probably a lot of brands that lurch and the floor <laughs> – sorry, the floor announcers are referencing because they are paid sponsors of the series. Mm -hmm. So – I'm not sure that these references should be free if you catch my drift. Mm, yeah, brief, more more briefcases with money is what you're saying. More, mm, mm, more of these. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Right. Yep. Hey, man, I, I'm pretty sure there were announcers in the past, past announcers, that were leveraging their ability to pimp things at the races for uh, things. I 100% uh, I agree on that. Yes, I do believe. Motorcycle parts and pieces. Yes, yes. Hotel rooms, dinners. It seems that way to me at times with some of the gentlemen that were in the booth. There were some very random things that were getting plugged. Uh, you know, I, I I had a good conversation with Hubbard, Dan Hubbard. Who's, is that your host? Or are you hosting for him? Or No, Hubbard. Hubbard's their rock. Hubbard's there every time. And then it's filling in the other roles. So you're filling in They'll the be, other role. Okay. I'm filling in the lurch role. And then we've had two different girls Haley and Katie at these first couple races on race day live there'll be a third edition oh um well this Oakland one is tough because it wasn't supposed to be a weekend where they're gonna have a race right. so yeah but in race day live it's you and Hubbard and the new yeah, girl. and the girls yeah so Hubbard and all I if you watch race day live all lurch I'm not on it much I do a couple reports on the floor and I interviewed the fast qualifiers I'm not in the oh. booth. Oh, you're not in the – I thought you were doing both and live or something. Okay. So no, I'm yes. just there to, you know, hey, some yep. ruts, yep. here's a section of track. But I believe this is it. I believe this is finally me and Brayton on the same show. This is it. Oh, that's right. It's JB. As Oh, God. I'm going to have to shut this off. This is it. I mean, we have Great. finally put the man on Mars. Great. We've finally done it. Great stuff, Weege. I can just see him now. I can just oh, hear him now. Oh, oh. That's really great, Weege. Yeah. We're finally part of the same broadcast. I mean, this was inevitable. It was all headed this you know, direction. We know it. The takeover begins. It's like I give you guys crap about about uh, selling out, and I, and I will always do that and losing your integrity. But there was a man who had a show on a real TV network last year. Oh. For, you know, got paid a bunch of money and put his show on a real network. Okay. And then mm -hmm. you guys were nothing, right? You guys were just the losers that you were. And now the tables have turned. My show got canceled. Mm, mm -hmm. You two are on TV now. And yeah, the tables yeah. have Me turned, haven't they? Yeah. Like, I lost hey, my I TV you, show. I said it in front of the live audience. Like, some people have it. Some people don't. There's an it factor mm -hmm. that some of us on this right. podcast have. Yeah. And some of us don't. It's just an it factor. I mean, I've, you can watch any of uh, You can watch American Idol, The Voice, any of those. They always work in very non-specific, esoteric terms. It's just it. Okay. Some people just yeah. have the it factor. And, Justin and, Brayton has it. And yeah, yeah, Justin Brayton has it. I uh, Mav thought I had it. Mav and, thought you had it. <laughs> decided I well, didn't you, have it. I, I feel like you did okay with that deal. Yeah, but I, what would be better than that deal would be doing it another year, <laughs> more deals. That would okay. that would be better. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to give you like a five-year statute of limitations where you can complain about anything associated with that. Okay, deal. all right. I'm just saying, I lost. I got a break, and I lost it. Canceled. 
canceled. You were canceled. And, 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 you know, you guys are getting it this year. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if we make it. We'll see. I mean, maybe a year from now, we'll all be back to where we were. Your ceiling's lower. Yeah, your ceilings are going to start lowering. Just be losers like we were? Yeah, we all the way back. Right. Or just... There's this book and this movie that we had to watch it, read and watch in elementary school called Flowers for Algernon. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, no, it's, I a, it's about a guy who's really dumb. He has like a very low IQ, like can't even like can't even really go to school. So like half the half the people in the pits. <laughs> According to you, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then they give him like this experimental drug, and he starts getting smarter and smarter <laughs> and super smart. Like the whole book is just his journal, and then he goes from like horrible spelling and grammar and then all of a sudden it's like words you don't even know and he's working on like cancer cells and he's a damn genius and then one day there's a misspelling and you're like oh no and then there's two misspellings and you're like oh it didn't last oh yep and then in the movie at the end the beginning of the movie he's like playing on a play he's a full-grown adult man playing on swing sets with kids Uh uh-huh and in the movie the last scene he's just back on the swing sets that's me that's you. Back on the swing sets. You're back in the swing sets with the kids. You yeah. had your two years where you were a damn genius. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, well. He was even getting chicks because he was so smart and successful. Right. And then he was just back playing with kids on the playset. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All That's right. you. Lower <laughs> yeah. those well, ceilings. And then and, and you and JT shooting for the stars and just briefcases of money. Working with Justin Brayton, Stu. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. No, it's uh, – yeah, how the brain works with Blair on the arena cross shows, the general tire arena cross, right? Yep, yep. Oh man, we're all it, all of us. We have so many different things we're involved in. Yep, yeah, you, re- you, you guys really do. Yeah, there's one guy, <laughs> and there's one guy. <laughs> hey, whatever happened to that Steve guy? Oh man, we just, we just clipped him, man. We just <laughs> we're gonna hang out with losers. Mav TV, yep, <laughs> yeah, yeah, check, check Mav. He might be there. This is Mav. like like in 2032 done. when you were you clipped. when you guys are with Costas and and doing Olympics and all that. You JB yeah. JT Blair, you guys would be like, whatever happened to him? I heard he's on Mav. He's on. <laughs> well, no, it was on Mav. <laughs> yeah, it was on Mav. But no, but maybe you guys would be like, oh, maybe he got his show back. He's maybe he's on Mav. Oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Your show actually started in May last year, didn't it? Yeah. They have not reached out. No, no, they did. No, they reached out. Yeah, yeah. No, Scotty okay. Mack reached out and said no thanks. Yeah, he says we're gonna pass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we thank you for your time and we're gonna pass. Okay, they did reach out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Much. Uh, uh, you know, in your situation, you're supposed to say, you know, we're in talks. Is what you're supposed to say. Oh. And the talks. The, I guess the specifics that the talks are. We're no longer working with you. But you leave that part out. Right, yeah. I have a feeling that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because how many times when a team is shutting down or losing their sponsor, how many times, Steve, do they tell you, but we are working on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be bigger than ever. (laughs) Totally right. Every freaking time they're coming back stronger than ever. Yeah, and then it's just gone. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. Um, Future MX is here now. Like, we've lost some teams. But now we have the future. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Well, good luck with the live announcing. Can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> Going to be hanging on every word. Oh, God. And I hope you screw up something, anything, because I'll be there. It's interesting because I've kind of done this in a way at Daytona. I definitely do have to be the screaming hype guy. But Daytona, they're basically like, 
hey, if you don't mind coming on down and taking the microphone and talking, that would be cool. Yeah. But we don't want to put any pressure on. And that's about the level of expectations that they put on you. Yeah. They're just the nicest people in the history of the world. They will literally say, do you mind showing up at 11.15 on Saturday? 11.15 a.m. Like yeah. that's – right. What else am I even going to do? So this is going to be a lot different than that. Yep. So let's see. Maybe yep. I'll screw it up. Yep. No, I look forward to the demo in the in the crowd with the with the kid being like, "Hey, kid, do you want one of these? Scream if you want it." Is it a Brayton toy? I think one of them is. Yeah. So. Oh. So you'll just take it. You'll just take it. Won't even I'll just take it. Yeah. Oh. All oh, right. Uh, well, thanks, Weech. Thanks wait. for thanks for staying up late, Weech. It's really nice. Great. Great. Thank you. Yep. Twelve thirty a.m. I slept three hours last night, but this is what we do for the listeners. This is what we do. This is what we do. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. I'll be working Monday morning anyway. I will be yep. there with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. everybody. Uh, thank oh, you yeah. to Fly Racing. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, this has been the uh, Tampa Review, and we're on to Oakland. Thanks, Weege. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.